Ah, uh, crap. Instead of hitting start recording, I, I hit uh, delete um, computer. What? Well, uh, start call over Amazon and beg for a new one. <laughs> uh, get get Lady Bird to, to send for carrier pigeons. Daddy. Uh, well, of all the corporate sugar daddies to yeah. have, I think I picked a pretty decent one. <laughs> so... Uh, well, we I mean, about right, like, what are we going to talk about today? Okay, let's I have some ideas. Let's, let's talk about all the but... new releases. We don't talk about new games that often. We end up talking about movies more. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten we've gotten mm-hmm. games just shat on us for the past week or so. We need to escape the so IMDb figured... game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the first one. God, yeah, they, they could, could license a game. Uh, they? So the uh, the first one we might as well talk about is Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, because that's been out for an, a week, and Bird was asking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith, you wanna you wanna ex- like describe your thoughts on the game? Because I, I I've got some, but I might as well hear yours first. Final Fantasy fifteen. It's Monster Hunter with a commute. <laughs> I don't know Monster Hunter. I, I actually, as a person that's played a fair amount of Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter has a longer commute with yeah. Uh, just the running. I mean, you don't have vehicles. No, you just run awkwardly, mm-hmm. and you're like, "So can I be there yet?" And then the little how, like lizards. How angsty are the characters? Uh, they're not the very they're not angsty characters, characters, really. They're actually yeah, all like, upbeat. E- even uh, the main protagonist, he just looks like yeah. So angst. Noctis is like kind of grumpy teenager looking, but like ultimately, he's just a quiet guy. As opposed to like, yeah, he looks like he's gonna be like a Sasuke oh, or something, like and be ir- mm-hmm. irritating. But instead, he's the one that likes yeah, to sleep. That's what I thought. Yes. Uh, well, I, I thought that he oh, was also the funny. lazy. Yeah, type, yeah. So. he is the lazy type. Like the only the only times I've seen him like really moody is when like his dad dies and he's super sad about that, which is super understandable. Mm. Um, but apart from that. He kind of meshes well with the group. There's kind of the talk like about how poorly his dad's death is handled. Yeah. So have you seen? Uh, you you've seen King's the Glaive. anime at least. Have you seen King's I've seen Glaive the anime. as well? I have or not no? seen King's Glaive. So if okay. you haven't seen so, King's Glaive, you finish chapter one of this game, which is like the two missions in. If you actually do the main story, and then yeah, it just randomly shows a, like thirty seconds of King's Glaive, like it's a trailer, <laughs> which ends it, with it his totally dad dying. It totally felt like a trailer. It was now, so weird. Did they at all try to get you for that? No. No. Okay. Um, what they, studio? They did that pretty much all in house, mm-hmm. except for that intro song, which is overplayed to death. Every single uh, element of Final Fantasy fifteen has been, uh, you know, kind of no copyright troll issue stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it feels so uh, out of place because really nice. it, it cuts to a it cuts except to a fully rendered like three D movie out of nowhere, and then cuts yeah. way back cuts back to the game, which has so far been exclusively in engine cutscenes, as far as I can tell. So it's such yep. a weird transition. They look nice though. Like I, I like the in engine cutscenes. They look yeah. really good. It just yeah, it, it they reminded look me really of nice. watching um, of, of playing Return saw... of the King when it came out, and it came out a couple weeks before the movie did, and it featured mm-hmm. scenes from the movie. But it was an Xbox. <laughs> game, but it was an original that. Xbox game that would mm. show like Return of the King movie footage during it, and it's like these two things don't go together so well. <laughs> It's just a weird way to convey story. Like, oh, well, it happened in the movie, so we don't have to put it in the game. Which worries me, because that makes me think that maybe they won't put the character development from the anime in the game at all either. And then it's like, well, why is this stuff not in the game? 
These are two things that should mm-hmm. be in the game. It's his. It's the main character's dad, and the personalities of everyone in his party. Like that's. That seems like a really pointless thing yep. to extrapolate to like extract from the main game and put elsewhere for no reason. Yeah. Besides, well, oh yeah. Because like money the reason. blonde get, the blonde kid used to be what the he used chubby? to be fat and he had like serious self image problems. So he's like, all right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to lose a shit ton of weight and be uh. I'm gonna lose a shit ton of weight. Wait, Batman's <laughs> one of the characters Ow. in this game. Uh, but he's like, the, I don't actually the, know. The, uh, he's, he's just this fat kid, kid that like <laughs> sees the princess. Uh, princess. Well, princess first. Well, yes. A, didn't he save a puppy? Yeah, he saves uh, Luna Freya's puppy, and she's like, doesn't she tell the tell him to be friends with Noctis? And so he's like, yes. Yeah. I will do this, but and then he's, he's like, he's I'm so a fat la- Yeah, shit. he's so lacking in confidence that he spends what seems to be maybe even five years of his life slowly losing the weight so he can finally work up the courage to actually just talk to somebody that we, like, from playing the game, you know, like, the person wouldn't even have mm-hmm. issue with him in the first place. So, like, it makes, it almost makes Noctis mm-hmm. look bad, but Noctis didn't do it at all. He never declined mm-hmm. talking to this person. They were just so afraid of talking to him that they, like, changed their own lives just so that they could eventually work up the courage to eventually meet them in like high school instead of middle school or whatever like there's yeah, a there's I a mean, cl- but he's the prince and everything yeah one thing that i mean i haven't played it myself but i've seen clips of it and from what carl's been playing and i just i don't know if i can really get behind the fact that it is at times futuristic at times like grungy like Postmodern, uh, mixed with just suddenly you'll have hmm. mm-hmm. a monster off the side of the road, and I'm there's okay a diner nearby. It. And I, yeah, Spurs <laughs> never really been too much. Uh, so Final Fantasy has always had this weirdly charming, have, mis- like cr- like cross. Mishmash of, yeah, like it, they had a weird thing yeah. where they Mishmash were technology. a. Yeah, they're a JRPG with well, magic and swords, and swords also and guns and, and cars. Kingdoms. But this one, yes. but this one broke it. This one went too far. Yeah. <laughs> it did because you're driving in an actual car, and that really yeah, was the bridge too I far. Love, it seemed like sci fantasy, but I thought that Final Fantasy like mm-hmm. twelve did that a lot better. I don't. Than... I don't mind driving in a car. I just wish the car was a little bit more magic. Like if instead of fueling up at a gas station, you like. Had to get crystals or shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, you can, it. you can, you even get like a materia core <laughs> that you can just like swap out, and the shit goes faster because it's kind of a slow car, which is really weird. Yeah, but everything looks like it's from the nineties. Yeah, it's it's no, it's older. it's very mid two thousands, which really? I wouldn't mind. Like, I actually really like uh, the city of Insomnia from what I could see uh, in the movie before they blew it up. But uh, the problem is, you immediately go from that into kind of this like podunk midwest america from like the 60s 70s with like there's <laughs> right, nothing the there I mean, there's that, like that, that's a clear problem is people. that from what i've seen so far the game has the story of the in the world has three completely different settings that i can't reconcile with each other at all which is that the kingdom of insomnia which is uh-huh. your your kingdom has like the super exaggerated hyper fantasy super castles everywhere now, and it's super crazy well, looking yes but then, is it called insomnia because in no one ever sleeps? I, I think it's just a Presumably. stupid name made by Japanese people that don't know what the words mean, and they sound cool, and they ju- they just rip words from other cultures <laughs> and, and religions for all their games. I don't think they really care what they mean half the time. But uh, then the anime has 
The anime has yes. straight up suburban Japan in it, like modern suburban Japan. Yes. just sitting there, right next. Yes, yeah. Just Wait, to make it more confusing. Five, they Final did Fantasy five game? like twelve minute episodes. To was it four uh, or five? It, uh, yeah, comparatively. I mean, it's mostly just kind of like the backstory for each character. Yep. Like one one episode, kind of uh-huh. either a backstory or like why this character matters. Uh, it's it's one for every uh for every companion you have. I never actually saw the last one, so I don't know about that, but it's effectively just the backstory that's kind of needed in the game, which is really strange, actually. It's just bizarre to try to it, reconcile the fact... I it's, it's, really It's really hard to reconcile the fact that, that <laughs> you see their flashback stuff from five years ago or whatever years ago, and it's just the suburban Japan you've seen in every anime ever, but then they... Then, like, right next to that uh-huh. is their hyper-fantasy kingdom... And then across the bay is Midwest America mm-hmm. with diners and stuff. Like mm-hmm. like straight up diners. Like heroes <laughs> about to like warp in in the background and run uh-huh. into that other guy from Heroes. And they're going to be like, oh, you could flying man. Like that kind of location. Like it's straight up like Arizona and shit. Right mm-hmm. next to Fantasy Kingdom, next to Suburban Japan. And you drive there in a car. And then there's coastal... You go wow. to a coastal diner with really people hanging out and having fish with crazy. their five-year-old children, and right outside are super monsters, like, right yeah. out there yeah. that could destroy society, and, like, people's the, cars break down, and you can leave them overnight because you don't have a car repair kit, but they're fine, even though they're out in the middle of the night in super dangerous demon land, and, it's like, nothing yeah. about the setting works at all. <laughs> what a, One of the weird points about the game for me was I was driving along the mm. road at night because I didn't feel like camping out because... I was at that uh, that oceanfront like restaurant area. the uh, The hotel there costs like ten thousand gills, so I, I don't have that money. So I'm just going to drive it. north and <laughs> use the hotel up there. I, I, <laughs> I jumped straight from level eleven to eighteen in one night. It was great. Yep, I I really like that mechanic actually. But um, but uh, so I was driving along the road to get down, and effectively this iron golem just shows up out of nowhere, and like I crash my car into it, and I'm like, all right. I'm running for the hills. <laughs> I'm going to camp out here. Yeah, that, you and know, that, I, that yeah. just happens actually, on road trips. I was actually pretty okay with it, time, but, like, there's no way society robot. would function if these things are out about... At, nope. They're just yeah. random robots and monsters. But, yeah. the, game, the game is so well, dangerous that even your super fantasy RPG party is not supposed to venture out at night, yet normal yes. people are out at night, and it's not that big of a deal. Like, well, you don't see other cars out and about. Just the, yeah, the, the static people, NPCs but are standing there. people that are stuck yeah. out night, outside at night, and nothing can ever happen to them, and it like completely yeah. clashes with the idea. And now, how how do you guys feel about the party? Because I know that in previous Final Fantasy games, characters had clear roles, but it seems like all of these guys are just bashers or uh, no swordsmen or like, something. Ignis and uh, Prompto are clearly like ranged guys that like hang out in the back. Uh, specifically, Prompto has, like, shit health, so he shouldn't get hit ever. But, like, the weird so part is, uh... Yeah, he gets <laughs> hit a lot They because, don't have the mages or well, the healers The way or... combat works in Final Fantasy XV is effectively every... There's no, like, there's no party dynamic. It's just, like, you versus, like, ten things at once. Good luck. And I'm kind of okay with that, but I'm also kind of frustrated with it because I experienced that to some degree in Xenoblade Chronicles X, and it can be done well. It's basically um, a clusterfuck. But, but yeah, it's just four it's people a versus fuck. like eight people, and there's just people running around in circles in a cluster of nightmarish warping forms, and you see who has the health at the end. 
<laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Though I found out uh, kind of conveniently for this, the only person whose health actually matters is Noctis's. Everybody else kind of heals on their own and never dies. So I was fighting. Uh, Keith, they have you fought Dead Eye yet? Die, but they come back after the fight's over. Huh. Yeah. As long as Noctis is still around, right? But like, I mean, uh-huh. he's the main protagonist. Keith, have you fought Dead Eye yet? Do you even know what I'm, I'm still, talking about? I'm in chapter two, and I haven't left the starting area. I've been doing oh, okay. every single quest and contract I can find. I I did everything up until I kind of hit the level wall, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll continue with the plot and then come back to these later. So I, I drove every, um, I finished every quest chain to the point where they literally leave the zone and say go to the next zone for the next quest objective, but you yeah. can't go there yet for the I, story. I got there yeah. too. I didn't I didn't manage my experience as much because I didn't know about the multiplayer because I didn't like I was like. Who, who sleeps uh-huh. at hotels when you can camp and like cook food and shit mm-hmm. and then it's like oh you kind of you should do that um yeah, but the, so the, the, t- uh, the game has a like a extended tutorial that basically doesn't help you yep <laughs> it, it's kind of it, it either it, it, it either doesn't explain aww. mechanics or misexplains mechanics and yeah it's weirdly like it's it so restrictive that you sometimes magic. can't continue without pressing the exact button you have to press but other times it, you can completely skip the thing it was trying to tell you to do and it just moves on it's weird like it never taught me how to create magic but apparently i was supposed to learn how yeah. to make magic in the tutorial but i never i somehow skipped it entirely <laughs> i don't know i couldn't figure that out either it's not uh, a good tutorial. My, my chat was like yelling at me it's like there's a create button use potions stuff <laughs> like that and i figured out it eventually um but so at some point uh, in the next chapter, Keith, you're going to be fighting a very big, bad uh, behemoth. And it more or less one-shots everybody. Uh, or like two shots or three shots. It kind of depended on the, the person. But effectively, my entire team was running around just like limping. And I was running back and forth between them, just tapping them on the shoulder, being like, it'll be okay. And then they're like, yes, it will. And they immediately dive back into combat, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. Because of the heels. Oh, all you need to do is just kind yeah, of be and like, they, get, they get up. back up. And there's no, there's no white mage. There's no white mage in this one. <laughs> I've, I've always it's, loved it's that so mechanic doofy, in video but games. Like, That's it kind of works. It's, it uh, it but, is also uh, limited in this game, though. Hey, from a gameplay perspective, yeah, it works no, it actually works great. really well because effectively, all I had to do was just stay alive the entire time, and my party and I eventually kind of managed to uh-huh. take it down. And I figured out some other cheese tactics. There's supposed to be a thing where you're supposed to blow up these like uh, explosive barrels at its feet, but the magic system in this game is kind of extreme uh-huh. garbage because you you can't lock on on a target, and uh, it's really easy to like uh-huh. miss. So at one point I blew up a barrel and it killed Prompto, uh-huh. uh, but it didn't hit the beast because the beast was jumping over it at the time, and I was just like, what? And then I wasted the first one just by, like, shooting off randomly because uh, I hit the magic button and it whips my camera around to face uh, the direction Noctis is going. And then the third one, I don't even know how it didn't hit the creature, but Uh it didn't. And I was just pissed. And I'm like, well, I guess I lose. I'll just reload. And then ten minutes later, I've killed the thing being like, that, I I win? The magic crafting Um, is especially kind of odd because you just gather elemental force of some kind and then when it's time to craft your magic you put whatever quantity of it you want in there and then just say you're done but the numbers are totally meaningless without any context so you're not really sure how much is you put in to make anything like if you're gonna go fight a flan that you know is weak to like fire or something or just for example or whatever like flan you start making your thing i'm like how much do i put in the thing do i want to put all of it in or some of it like you have no concept for what you're crafting because it's it's not like 
It's not like a game like Witcher or something where it's like, this type of potion requires these ingredients on this quantity. It's like, no, you could, this requires lightning, period. Do you want to put one lightning in or 99 lightning? And it's, you kind of just throw arbitrary numbers in and, until you experiment enough to kind of get a feeling for it. But I'm not even sure how consistently you can experiment because the enemies themselves are going to keep changing in power. So you keep kind of just guessworking your own crafting system, which is weird. I've never really the seen spells- that before. Yeah, it's interesting. Once you start feeding in the extra, like, uh, consumable items, it actually gets really kind of easy and cool, in my opinion. Uh, the problem is, uh, you can only ha- you can only have 99 of a certain, like, element um, before you, like, run out. So if you want to make fire, it's 100. So you have to mix in, like, a little bit of something else, either a potion or some some you know blizzard element or something like that which kind of is weird and i don't really understand that part but um the problem ultimately is like you also only get three casts per spell made and i feel like i think i think that's kind of the biggest weakness of the entire system because suddenly well that and the fact that you can friendly fire your entire team with any spell you cast um yeah just kind of where the, where the entire system kind of feels like a hassle. Like, more than yeah. it probably should. So, long story short, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XV isn't what everyone had it's, hyped it to be. It It's weird, because, like, I find myself wanting to go back to it because I enjoy the experience. But in the moment, it is unremarkable and mm-hmm. frustrating. Like, which I'm, is really strange. Do you uh, think the series has peaked? Depending on who you know. ask. Depending on who you... Because it's been, like, eight games since they are Tour de Force Final Fantasy VII. some people VII, say it peaked before that. And nothing's... Yeah. Because that was when the creator I, changed to yeah, Dolver know, to, like, true. the guy that makes Spike is, here now. It is definitely a conversation... Well, yeah. It is definitely find, a uh, conversation well, with, with a lot of nuance to it. But eight, ten, yeah, twelve. Nine, I mean, the problem is, like, they made people a lot of good ones. And arguably, I would say Final Fantasy XV is still just as good as a lot of other games. Like, part of my problem is there literally aren't any mm-hmm. other good JRPGs to say, like, you know, yeah, Final Fantasy, you know, isn't, you know, the the JRPG king anymore. Because literally every other JRPG that mm-hmm. this year I've played, like, um... Like, isn't as good. Well, okay, so I played Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, <laughs> last winter, ending this year. And that kind of followed the same formula uh-huh. as 15. And it had the, like, fantastical world I was uh-huh. going for. But ultimately, the game was even more unremarkable. Because, like, literally, the villain only showed up three times before he died. And then the game ended. And then it ended on a cliffhanger. And I was just super pissy about that. And I still am. And it's one of those where it's like, that game kind of got closer to what I wanted. But it didn't have the, uh... I don't think it had the, uh... The pedigree of people sitting down to say, like, we shouldn't do this. And I don't know. Uh, what other, like, JRPGs have come out that, like, were good this year? Because there was uh, Tales of Zestiria. I guess that was last year. Yeah, that but... was already last year, too. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that Tokyo was last Mirage year. Sessions was crap. Uh... Digimon was garbage. Odin Sphere was a remake. It was a it was a remake, yeah. but it was changed enough that it was basically uh we're making a sequel, but just using the same story and structure again. Mm-hmm. It was a remake yeah. the same way Seven's going to be a remake, where it's like that's yeah. not that's not actually 
that's not an HD version or like like that's just them making the same story again all over again basically because life their life their is completely different from Odin Sphere as far as I can tell besides yep. basic conceits like like all the way down to like the 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 chef character that shows up all the time to help you level up isn't even like a isn't even a thing in the main game and in the main game you had to pause to use like any ability and. The entire thing was like a kind of a slow-paced game by comparison, and every entire structures of it have been changed along the way. But uh, life this year is all right. It's kind of a it's kind of weird because it's a it's a it's a two D brawler. So having a two D brawler carry the weight of a JRPG lengthened campaign is kind of odd to me because you're kind of doing the mm-hmm. same actions the whole time. But mm-hmm. it's competent, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I was fine with I, it by, by and large. It I just, just have a hard time counting that because it really, you know, it's not new. That's new old. I don't know because uh, they kind of did that with Witch and the Hundred Knight, which is also a fairly good game in my opinion. But I wouldn't call that as like a new JRPG. I I think part of it is the uh, the industry I mean, hasn't one, been able to that that hmm? Witch and the Hundred Knight previously came out only like a couple of years ago, and I don't think they did yeah. I don't think they even changed it. I think they just put it out again. Uh, no, they remastered uh, some of the mechanics and added like a number of like new story levels and stuff. So it's like they they changed enough uh, it, to make the re-release worth it. No, but they literally only let said... literally only two years pass between the two releases, <laughs> as opposed wow. to like ten for Odin Sphere. Like Odin Sphere jumped like three console generations and was redone as a new game, whereas like the PS4 version of Hundred Nights seems to just be a port for, that was made two years later. Man, it used to be that I played a lot of JRPGs. <laughs> now I realize that I, well, I want to play JRPGs. Guys, what constitutes as a JRPG? Does it have to be an RPG from Japan, or does it have yeah, to have certain mechanics? Pretty much. Uh, that that question is important, actually, because uh, if it's just from Japan, then Dark Souls 3. <laughs> but, yeah. no one, but no one counts Dark yeah. Souls 3 be- because no, it's not it's, Japanese I, enough. I think... I think uh, a JRPG is basically like defined in the same sense of like if you just look well, at it, it like, you it know what it is. Being ju- it's you not just say like from that's Japan a and started meaning a specific series of design concepts the same way CRPG would mean. But even yeah. then, you could almost say that at some point, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy stops being a JRPG if you're going to count them that way. Yeah, because fifteen I, I would... doesn't fit the definition of JRPG anymore. Right, in most ways. I always, it's The Witcher. I always saw. <laughs> Yeah, I always saw a JRPG as, um, oh, going into GameStop and you see the covers of, I don't even know if you would call them B-rated like games or you know definitely not AAA, but there are so many series where it's just like uh-huh. you know five female main characters on the front cover, you know clearly done in an anime style with different hair colors and different weapons, and it's like yeah you know you're leading a team of such and such ladies against evil and usually it's turn-based uh usually there's some kind of conversation system where you make decisions blah 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 blah. but at this point i mostly associate jrpg with games that have relatively overcomplicated leveling and combat systems and everything has a name for what its system is called and there's like 12 systems (laughs) for each part (laughs) And that's usually <laughs> that's usually something I can rely on being true is that there's a weirdly convoluted way of leveling up and combat has like phases and stances and weird 
subsections to how it worked that you have to fit you have to be told in a tutorial because you would never know what it means otherwise so you know the persona series right yeah uh, i played four Uh, for a couple hours so there was a game i think made by the same artist at the very least sorry i'm adjusting my mic i'm sitting too far back um but there was something called conception and it was literally about you know, main male mm. protagonist with a harem, and that. part of the game mechanics is that you summon a megaform oh. that is like the quote-unquote child of the main character in any one of the seven girls, and it's just like what they call them star children or something. I I could never get past that, but I see it at GameStop, and I go, how did this? How did it fly? I suppose I, they get by it by well, saying it's just the spirits. <laughs> there's there's some really, really, really wild yeah, shit like, if you want to go down It's not that, that they... How did they get away with it? It's... Uh, this yeah, is tame compared to what they could have done. I will never forget that uh, that one tactical RPG. I, that, what? Like, Are we uh, talking about rants? Well, we won't go there. We're probably talking about rants. Yeah. Wait, what, what are we talking about? Rants? about rants. <laughs> no. I don't it's, think Shell wants to know about rants. Uh, I don't think like, Shell okay. wants to know about rants at yeah, all. Yeah, the, the basic it will break is break her to learn about you're rants. You're like a army leader, kind of like a fire emblem style, but you have sex with like everyone. Why? Because. <laughs> Be- well, <laughs> Wander's sparing oh, you, you a lot of the make details. Your troops that way. What's the deal? No. <laughs> Whoa! No. <laughs> Fire Emblem. Yeah, you put you fi- whenever in Fire Emblem you put characters next to each other and fight so that they love each other to make children with their traits. And I'm like that. That's that got I, weird. I, so I, I was that. so into that mechanic. I, I liked when I was younger. I was so into yeah, that. And now like, it's really I liked, I liked that me. mechanic of like <laughs> uh, min maxing the pairings. But it just made me feel so fucking creepy uh-huh. playing that game. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna pair you with you. Well, yeah, just, like pushing that people together, like, less love each other. Ones as they were coming <laughs> out, because I just, I, I just want to play uh, missions. Oh, they got I just so want to like yeah. try to make yeah. my characters go through a mission and not die. Yeah, I, I want to play a legitimately difficult, when they got, yeah, tactical JRPG, and instead it's just you can cheese yeah. the shit out of this by marrying this character <laughs> with this character, whose offspring will be invincible. And I'm like, uh, invincible. They got that. That it really did. did completely ruin the game because it used to be like, uh, I mean, well, yeah, it used to be very part difficult. Of the problem, and... uh, they also did was um, up until what was it? The one with Lin, you couldn't redo missions. Uh, the one with Lin, I don't know. It was a completely linear story. Uh, That's no, right. That, was that on the Wii? Are you talking about the the first when they Western did that one? one, or was that GameCube? Yeah, the first Western one. That, that one, was the that, one that was the last kids, one they it? did. They didn't have kids. Uh, the, 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 uh, the first the, uh, DS one. Prestige classes and stuff. The Game Boy Advance uh, ones? The 3DS ones are the ones where they started doing the kids stuff. Yeah. The ones on the GameCube oh. and the Wii were good. Um, yeah. but you For could, me, Fire Emblem um, is just the two Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> That's yeah. all I think about. And, 
I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Those are so the really, first one very, was definitely a lot games. harder because the second one you could grind. The moment they added like grind leveling in the game, I loved that yeah. just because I didn't have to worry anymore. But uh, it it definitely did kind of ruin uh-huh. the series because suddenly all challenge was gone. And I know grinding is kind of optional, but like. Uh-huh. It it lost its sense of balance even when I didn't do the grinding. I was just like, all right, it it wants me to grind here because this next mission is actually impossible. Until I get this one guy up to a second class because of, eh, it was really annoying. Um, but yeah, the ones on the Game Boy Advance were probably the top of the uh, series. And now it's kind of gone downhill. The problem is uh, there are certain things that like audiences really like. And a lot of JRPGs are starting to kind of pander to it. In lieu of making better mechanics, yep. because that's hard. Like Lola's. Um, I would say that Fire Emblem is definitely the standard bearer for yes. sacrificing their game mechanics. Japanese audiences love 1,000-year-old like dragons and the bodies of little children baby girls. Not ever <laughs> yep. creepy. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I was I searching for controversial well. games because of the earlier topic, and I found one that might win. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a game uh, uh-huh. made by a Japanese company in 2002 okay. for Windows called Battle Raper. Specifically, it has uh, the subtitle Battle Raper Hyper Real uh, Action. Um, and, this, and it got a no. sequel. Isn't that rants? The game had a sequel oh, three no, years later uh, called, uh, called uh, Battle Raper. It was uh, called Battle wait, Raper. Wait, wait, wait. Is it, is it, it the game. About this. Yeah, it is. And this this is so my favorite this is my favorite, this is my favorite part about the news here do... is that they made a sequel called Battle Raper 2 yep. which led to the, the quote saying I want to say that I am glad they took the rape out of Battle Raper 2. That's a real quote <laughs> which is hilarious because first of all they still it's still the sequel to Battle Raper which they apparently made but they took the rape out. So also, why is it even? Why are they even trying to ride this horse anymore? Like, what? Why is? Why is oh, this? Wait. Th- like, so what happened in the original game? Uh, came out was obviously controversial, but no one most mostly just no one heard about it because who the hell knows about some? What I'm sure was probably a Japanese exclusive game to begin with or something. Uh, I think you'd fight people and then have sex with them afterwards or something. I don't know. It's from a company. It's from a company called Illusion that apparently has published like fifty yep. games. Because okay. this is a long list. Yeah. Two quotes. Once a fight against a female character is won, the game enters a special mode where the unconscious woman lies on the ground in front of the player, who now has to heal her wounds. <laughs> Wait. Which so... apparently allows you <laughs> sexual healing. Video games are stupid. Yeah. Ew. What? Dude, we need we need to delete <laughs> all video games. I don't want control out to delete life. That is so <laughs> gross. I just, I just, try, I'm trying to imagine the weirdo that's like, I, I was really a big fan of the first game, but the second one lost their, lost its way because they made a sequel <laughs> that deviated from the primary premise of the series, which is just all the more confusing. On top of how baffling the premise is that this ever happened. Oh man, there are erotic flash char- games that have more the character uh, selection than screen Raper. features their measurements. As like bus hip waist ratio, or common Japanese games because they actually believe it has something to do with your personality, just like zodiac signs. And I'm AB, which is 
I, I it took me forever to realize that. I remember reading the Final Fantasy VII manual and it was like, okay, I guess I know yeah, other so blood what are your, types. What now. are your guys' blood types? That's what cool. if the story contradicted it at some point? I am. Hey, AB we're both AB positive. positive. I am the <laughs> hey, that, worst that's what blood I am type. Too. It just means that we can we you can take, but we suck. can never give, huh? I don't even remember what mine is. Yeah, we're, we're the greediest blood type. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Like, even AB negative has some merit to it. AB positive is just like, you can't donate it. I've tried to donate my blood, and then when they say my blood type, they're like, we'll take it, but we're just going to throw it away in four days. Wait, does, does blood only last four days? <laughs> does That's blood only last four me. days? Huh? <laughs> Well, no, it la- it lasts a couple of months, but like if if they need the shelf space to store some O blood, okay, then they're this just going to throw out the AB so, blood that's sitting see, on the shelf. I was tested for my blood at birth because that's what they do at some hospitals. But poor poor Wander here. You he, can he, stop he, patting me. Sorry, I'm doing it because Never stop it's going to be on video. Uh, it's his shoulder. In any case, uh, he had never had his blood taken before to get tested so that we would know what blood type he had. And I just thought it was a really cool thing to look into. And his parents and his brother donated frequently. Mm-hmm. So I think, what have we just gotten back from Croatia? Yeah. yeah. We, so it was like, at, we'd only been home for a couple of days. So it was like the summer of our junior year going into senior year. And we go off to the blood bank. And of course, yeah, I haven't donated blood before and I didn't really want to because I may be positive. And... He donates his blood with his. I, I think your father and your mother did as well. I don't know yeah, if your brother did. I, I, I don't think, think your my brother, brother was there. Or no, he had the like a couple days before. Right, so he couldn't do it. I think you have to wait six months or something. I don't remember. Or maybe it's six weeks. I don't know. In any case, he donates his blood, and we start sitting at the table, and he has to have his juice and crackers, you know, because you're. Yep. You're and then I just pass and, right out. Yeah. He, I was sitting next to him on one side. He passes out Jeez. and plops over to the side opposite of me, so I couldn't even catch him. And he fell, falls headlong onto the floor, and everyone got him into a recliner chair, and they're like, oh, you have to make sure that he hasn't suffered a concussion. And- yeah, so they sent me to a hospital, and they're like, yeah, don't worry, we'll pay for it. And then, like, two months later, they send me the bill for it, and it's like, Th- thanks. Well, that's because you got taken in the ambulance. Yeah, because they insisted on sending me in an ambulance. <laughs> Yep. So at this point, I don't donate blood anymore because it's not worth it. So here I am at his bedside in the hospital, and I'm just, I feel so upset because I knew it was my fault. I I had wanted him to find out what blood type he had. Well, we found out. (laughs) Yeah, he's A positive. (laughs) But uh, yeah, not doing that again. You get an A plus for blood. So. Speaking of actually not blood, uh, we want to talk about Shadow Tactics or Last Guardian next? Because uh, I, I do actually want to hear about, about Last games. Guardian first. Okay. Oh, uh, we haven't s- discovered Keith's blood type yet. Which we apparently wait. We wait. So many weird topics <laughs> that people had to push through in order to get to Last Guardian in this podcast. <laughs> Keith's, uh, Keith's blood type is teriyaki. <laughs> yes. It doesn't fit in the blank when I have to fill it out. It's really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, they only wiggle. give you three slots. <laughs> I actually, I, um, I, I don't remember my blood type. 
T Y okay. I just don't remember. Um, it hasn't come up ever. But I'm think my doctor. I'm pretty sure knows because I'm. I've definitely had blood stuff happen. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his face, you can see by the uh, gentle slope <laughs> of his forehead that he obviously has type. Uh, <laughs> I just find blood types fascinating no, that, because you that's can actually just see my brain different concentrations <laughs> of different types in different parts of the world. And I mean, even though O is recessive, it's actually more common in certain cultures than others. Isn't it more common in yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, um, is there a downside I think to O specifically, at all? Uh, you, it's just you the can't best, take anything but O. Uh, yeah, you can't take what anything but O. Um, O can't take anything. Oh, it's the, it's the but, giving tree oh, of the blood also, family. Uh, oh, oh, can't, oh, 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 can't take plasma. Uh, oh, 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 takes oh, plasma magic. from everything. So, like, if I wanted to donate plasma, yeah, I'm the universal donor for plasma. Out, but if I want to receive blood, I'm huh. the universal receiver for blood. Uh, the problem is I don't want to donate it, plasma because it sucks. Bad. It's really bad. They have to pay you for it because it sucks so Wait, much. Wait, so how involved is that process? Because I thought they just took your blood and then they filtered it out of it somehow. But then they put it back no, in. No, it's a little bit different. And they also, they, they pay you, you can only get it done, like, what, life? three times? Oh, okay. Yeah, three times a month. It goes back. And, uh, like bone marrow. And uh, they yep. pay you $50 for every time you do it. Sheesh. Yep. Did that number used uh, to be bigger? Huh. Poor people have to do it a lot. Like, really, really desperate people have to do it because uh, it's money and they can't do it. Well, they'd have to, to be do it. in good health as well. And that's like the shittiest thing. They'd have to thing. be in good health as well, though. Huh? Yeah, but it's like the shittiest thing, you know? Like, I have to donate blood or I can't uh, pay my bills this month. That sucks. I don't even want to think selling about your body. Like, human yep. harvesting of anything. Yeah, I actually got into a really interesting uh, conversation where somebody was trying to argue that selling uh, plasma is akin to prostitution. And I won him over with the dumbest argument -uh. I've ever mm -hmm. won over a person. Where I said, uh, well, the, the difference between selling plasma and prostitution is one is condoned by hospitals and the other isn't. Which apparently absolutely convinced this Weird. person it was a good idea. <laughs> That was the that was a lampshade <laughs> right? to take like, all lampshades. It's a stupid argument. <laughs> uh, like, I found one yeah. distinction, therefore it all works. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this guy doesn't sound like a smart cookie. It's like saying the PlayStation Three is better than the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty because it's black. I mean, at the same time, there are less health <laughs> risks involved with one and or emotional other i don't know it goes on and on and on i don't but know i mean if the hospital screws up taking your plasma you could like probably most mm -hmm. die accidents in the hospital could kill you one way or another oh i mean there there are plenty Pretty of much. nurses that get pricked by a contaminated needle and end up having aids and uh, it's just it's terrible that's why i i didn't want to work in medicine dang and I actually had for a little while, but so uh, this is this is a heavy podcast talking about <laughs> battle raper and getting AIDS from medical okay. accidents. I'm so like, fast in my search too. It's, it's <laughs> like, because I'm of like, blood. How did I get here already. 
<laughs> and this is real and it has a sequel and a quote. I have to do this now. <laughs> uh. And that was our well, discussion of The Last Guardian. <laughs> why were you looking for that explicitly? The end. Bird, dog, cat, monster Wait. dies probably. The end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We're gonna talk All about right, the last. What were we gonna talk about? Yeah, we're gonna people t- got really psyched. Yeah, well, shadow tactics. People were really like, they were like, oh. yeah, we want to hear about shadow tactics. They? And well, I, I tried changing the topic, so uh, it was one hundred percent your fault. fault. <laughs> I don't know. Shell, Shell really wanted to hear about Keith's blood type. So, whoa, I just like, I just like talking about blood types. It's interesting. <laughs> right now. All right, so let's let's talk Last Guardian fairly quickly, just because it hasn't been out long. And yeah, we've only I don't played think it for Keith a few and hours very each. fast. Yeah, I played for an hour and a half, and I got sick because it's got baked in motion blur, mm. and I hate it when games do that. I played it for about three hours, and it's a uh, mm, baked in motion it's blur. Weird, like the game's pretty, at least from a like an aesthetic standpoint, not necessarily a technical standpoint, because it's all kind of blurry and last gen looking, because it is last gen. It's yeah, a, well, this game was game. originally started for the PS2, and yeah. then they realized there's it took- no way they're going to finish it, so they went to PS3, yep. and then they didn't finish it in time, and so I guess it's on the PS4 now. Whoops. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it was interesting downloading uh, Final Fantasy and having to delete multiple games to try to create space for its, like, 50 gig space, and then, oh. like... But then, like, uh, Last Guardian just sort of slips into, like, 12 gigs or around the same size as Outlast. Uh, but as far as gameplay I, I goes, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of odd because it's mostly, it's almost a nothing, more or less. Yeah, it's, You're not really it's doing a stuff. 3D puzzle platformer, but, like, mm. really, you just platform for a bit, find the switch, and then continue on. Sometimes you have to climb aboard the uh, Trico's back, and that's it? It's I'd say it's mostly about as much of a puzzle game... I mean, I mean, it's mostly not. It's basically like Bound, where it's like it's all art scene. You're kind of wandering around, and the stuff's just kind of happening. And maybe you have to figure out the one thing you need to do to proceed. But it's not like you're use, you're not necessarily using like yeah. a bunch of existing mechanics to solve and intuit your way to a solution. Really? Yeah. They well, they give you like a sort of puzzle solving thing, but really, it's just like a laser pointer for for treco to like shoot shit and they took it away from you and then they take it away from you do you get it back at some point Keith, um, or no? i haven't wow but I, the, right. the ability i did gain was just that over time you start being able to actually kind of get treco to do things as opposed to just witnessing it and hoping things work out for you <laughs> like, yeah like we were getting to the point where he'd sometimes let us ride him as he jumped through gaps you, you, like, you, oh, you eventually get you. the amazing ability to point and make noise so he goes to places <laughs> Yes. So I you, love how the mechanic you kind of figure will happen. But uh, yeah, like I will ab- every single time you pl- go anywhere, there's just there's a room with one exit, and you have to figure out how to get to the exit, which usually involves climbing on something or getting Trico to go in the right position for you to climb on them, or sometimes climbing on Trico and he'll automatically jump up, and you kind of ha- that 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 particular had me stuck for a while just because I was I it wasn't introduced yeah, as mechanic. We- yeah, then, it never was. It's just yeah. at one point, it's just like, I can't progress. Yeah, it's like, I, I was, you're running around uh, in circles and stuff, like that forest area. Just like, what do I yep. do for so long? And then eventually you get on Trico and he just does the level for you. I'm like, oh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, kind of more of... Oh, sorry. It just feels like it's a, a scripted experience over a, a game, which is yeah. weird. And then there like, are the times I'm, I'm where... 
his I mean, tail is dangling somewhere. Yeah, I made like, a comment oh, wait, when I was, I was playing that, that it basically feels like I'm playing the show demo of an E3 game. Like, it feels like I'm up oh, on the stage weird. playing the game, and look at these spectacle things happening over and over again. And I think that's going to be yeah. the whole game, basically? Because yes. that's... Mm. That's been the experience so far is mostly just a bunch of set, a bunch of locations with slightly different ways of navigating them, and then a bunch of moments of look at this cool creature and how it animates realistically and does all these neat little. They did tricks. do a really good job animating yeah. that creature, mm-hmm. though. Like, I'll give them that. The uh, when that thing's moving around, we usually stop and watch. Yeah, the creature is basically it's a masterpiece, mesmerizing. except one yeah. thing. <laughs> There's one thing it's really bad at. It was a. Uh, it was really cute how when a barrel's not in a place it can reach, it'll bat at it with its paw to move it around. Yep. But it's really mm-hmm. bad at that and will keep trying over and over and over and over and over again, continuing to fail, continuing to like and failing to put it in a position he can actually bite it properly. And sometimes he just seems to get stuck in a... Like he gets stuck Aww, in a loop at some a little point fail, and he will cat. just keep going oh, yeah. forever unless you pick it well, up I've... and set it down for him again. <laughs> I've had him do that where he it's in his paw, like he's holding it. Like, and he's still <laughs> batting at it because something about him, it, whatever, he's not okay with it. And it's just really confusing. Yeah, it's because it he, he's such a cumbersome, it. huge monster that he's struggling to figure out how to position his body correctly to do the animation for biting it without freaking out and going through a wall or something. And sometimes the game's so cautious about that that it ends up being weird in a different way that it doesn't mean to be where it's trying to just do one thing over and over again. And then the times where we're holding on to him and he leaps or goes through an opening and practically scrapes us off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was one point where I was like physically inside of a wall and everything went dark and I couldn't figure out what the (laughs) shit I was supposed to do because you don't let go of Trico unless you have a safe space to do so Mm -hmm. so we were being grounded into the wall we very definitively did not but like we also couldn't leave it was confusing our audience was actually counting how many times the boy would have died oh yeah yeah oh yeah this boy is immortal every time I get off the Trico's back he just falls face first into a rock and ragdolls I'm like what are you doing there's <laughs> there, well, also, wow. also Trico can that zap graceful. things with his tail, and sometimes the debris flies into the air like oh, yeah, we massive got, planks. Of we got wood, hit in the face by a boulders. giant boulder thing. Uh there was one point where I think I got like kicked off of Trico's back and He landed on us. Uh, well no no no. Well yes, uh-huh. there's that. But uh <laughs> no, uh we hit the ground in such a way that the kid's neck like totally snapped. <laughs> like just by the way he ragdolled oh it's like <laughs> yeah skate three, and then he just magic. gets back up after being like uh, for a bit and it's like i'm playing a zombie child it's weird it is weird and there's a what is it I, at one point there you do these uncharted type segments where like you're climbing on a, a wall and there's like a rim sticking out and you can like drop yeah. down mm-hmm. to another rim and stuff like that uh-huh. one time i dropped down from one rim to another rim and his feet got stuck on the rim while he was passing past it because this kid ragdolls yeah. hard, and so his oh. legs were stuck above him while he was holding the. So he was, so he was holding the ledge, but his legs oh. caught on the way down, so they were above the ledge. So he his whole body was folding into itself, and then eventually just oh. sort of snapped back into position. But like, for every bit that that the <laughs> that trick goes well animated, the kid is a nightmare where he constantly looks like he's dying or flipping out or ragdolling, and it it <laughs> it, it feels. It's a it's a part of the game where it feels That's like they kind funny. of just gave up, like they just couldn't get it right or something. 
Well, I don't think that the technology for, like, procedurally generating physics reactive bodies and stuff like that. I wonder why it's not all pre-animated. Like, he climbs on on walls Uh, this way. Like, Nathan Drake style. Like, this is his wall jump move. It always looks the same. Like, that would be less... That'd be less weird than how it looks broken all the time. It's actually just a hell of a lot cheaper just to... Like, it, use, it comes like, across like a cheap indie game every time Trico's not on screen because of how awkward the kid's animation is. Yeah. Yeah, because Trico is just amazing, like actually taking steps and... Oh, yeah. The way they, the, the way the way they even animated the like how his yeah. eyes look is amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, his eyes look like there's physically light reflecting around inside of the orbs of his eyes like you would see from like a like... When you see someone like shine a light in someone's eyes and you see like the go, it go around and everything... Like, it looks like the eyes look real, even. Like, uh-huh. everything about this thing well, looks like a creature. The colors also mean particular emotions, states of being. Yeah, they they did a fantastic job with it. I think my biggest complaint about the game is, is surely just that they're charging money for it. <laughs> um... <laughs> They're like, okay, so, no, 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 no. They're charging. Wow, no, you sound like a they're charging sixty pirate, bucks dude. for this game. When like, it's it's very um, obviously like it, it's kind of suffering. F- you can't copyright <laughs> information, bro. It's suffering from the exact same like issue that kind of Duke Nukem Forever did, which was the game was in development hell for far too long, and like, um. Well, guys, mm-hmm. I think this brings up a really good point. Uh, I noticed that you guys bring up like the cost of a video game versus the I quality never or the playtime. Really? I do. Nope. I well, never bring up the price does. of games. I I do. It's just one of those where it's like I feel a little bit cheated. I think this is something that I just got from my parents. It's well, bound to go down at some point. Well, yeah, but... it is. It is bound to go down at some point. But like it, it. I definitely feel cheated when I pay like you know twenty bucks for something like Journey, and you know get this like. Kind of the same thing as what The Last Guardian is. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, like... So, part of what I'm thinking of is the movie industry. You pay well, $10, $13 a ticket uh, to go see a new release in a movie theater. And yes, that's also paying for the theater seat and the very large screen. But that's, you know, $10, $15 for about two hours. But how much are you getting out of a video game? Would you? No, it's true. Like if you if you boil it all down to that, it's just like it really doesn't feel like they price this game. Um. Yeah. Right. Like, I like. Um. Uh. Let's see. I like No Man's Sky, but there's no way they should have ever charged sixty bucks for that. Um. I like. Uh-huh. Uh. Shoot. I like Final Fantasy. You know. 15 a fair bit and i i feel like it is kind of a heavily padded experience which does kind of skew things for me it's usually um, just that there's good games and there's bad games and bad games aren't made better by better prices yeah it's true i guess it just feels like more fun for ten dollars no but i think i would be much less bothered by it if it was ten dollars because like as it's as it stands like no Man's Sky is a lot of money for really not enough payoff yet. And it, it feels like... Um, At the same time, you have it permanently and it can be improved upon. Uh, with films, 
that's money gone. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like early access Lucas. movie viewing experience. <laughs> Actually, oh, oh, oh god, uh, beta the, movies. That's the thing. What a thought he, for the 21st he century. He released the original Star Wars trilogy. You know, in 1994, 1995. Yeah, we all know. I have not seen those not versions cool and it. I refuse to see them. <laughs> Unfortunately, Fox has the rights to the original film, like the original theatrical releases, and uh-huh. Disney can't seem to get a hold of it. So that means that I'll, I'll perpetually have to watch the original VHSs that my dad has from the early 80s and just forgo watching anything Star Wars related from the original trilogy because... Oh, they changed Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. I mean, they actually inserted that Jabba scene in A New Hope. Um, just the graphics. The They took out so many of the animatronics. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> also, adding the beacon to the Sarlacc? Why? Uh, I don't know. I'm fine with remasters. No, it looks hideous compared to the original animatronics. The problem with yeah. uh, the remakes of Star Wars is they're not remasters. He he just flat out changed they the changed parts the of the movie. Yeah, they changed, they changed the, the song. Stories. They changed the song that plays yeah. when Ula's dancing. Yeah. They well, no, no, the no, 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 not the original cantina really? music. They changed Some... Sly Snoodle's uh, song. Oh. You know Sly Snoodle. She's the one that has the... She's the weird blue the... bloated looking yeah. one. No, no, no. no, no. Sly being a... Snoodle's is... She's, she's the, the green thing has... with a long yeah. mouth and stuff. Yes. Instead yes. of being she's, a weird background a... figure, she becomes uh-huh. someone who gets a musical number with a CG cr- character on the screen, and it's like a whole scene. They made a whole scene. Right. Added all it's these... whole it is awful. It completely awful. ruined the pacing of the scene, whereas the original was perfect, short, sweet, it does. to the point. Ula falls in the rink over pit. Everyone is upset. It the was end. exactly the type of thing you shoehorn in for kids for no reason. True. <laughs> and, and and you and you don't want people changing Weird, movies over right? time because the same person made the same person who made the original Indiana Jones movies made Crystal Skull. That's the same person. So even if it's the yeah. same person, that doesn't mean that they're the right person to even be changing the old thing because they change as a person themselves. And you don't want them to go back and ruin all their old classics because everyone hates their old artwork. All everyone does. True. Musicians and movie makers and artists and writers That's and everyone. You true, all hate huh? all the things. I can go on Wander's DeviantArt right now and he'll be mad. And <laughs> but that's <laughs> the thing. I, I would prefer to... People find my old YouTube videos of like very solitary <laughs> and stuff. I and remember like, when you were really proud of that. I don't know. I, I was really proud of <laughs> you it. See, Not anymore. I would look back on those pieces. I've evolved as an artist. My... My new works are so much more mature. You, you evolved from making uh, very solitaire. solitaire to not making movie videos. <laughs> but low. See, low, I low. you see, there's a difference, though. There's a difference. So Keith doesn't do anything. Uh, so but say low you have, say you it's have fine. a beautiful hey, piece of artwork that you did, yeah, ten years ago, and sure, you might not be proud of it, but there were a ton of people that absolutely loved it, and they've added it to their favorites galleries or whatever. Suddenly, you make a new version of it that completely changes its character and its essence. And yes, it might be technically better, but it loses its original uh, aesthetic, and you plop it in place. 
everyone's going to be going, wait, that's not the piece I favorited in my gallery. Why yeah. is that there? I and guess for me... You don't this... replace it. You don't permanently lock the original version from everyone's view. I guess from my perspective, the Star Wars changes never felt terribly egregious. That's because you had never grown well, up with the originals. It's like the hot like... shot first problem. Dude, think about it this way. Terribly egregious is probably going to be a new character in the Star Wars yeah. re-re-re-re-re-release. Well, uh, actually, the one thing I would say and was egregious, egregious was, uh, was the more recent uh, re-release that they did where they added um, uh, Hayden Christensen instead, yeah, of Hayden Christensen instead of the Darth Vader actor. Yeah, that was yeah, that, that was, was fucked, fucked up. Fucked. I I didn't like that because like, the obvious questions that, of why is that why isn't Odin Obi Wan you uh, McGregor then? Why is the yeah. old man Obi Wan next to yeah. young Anakin? It was it that was egregious to me because it didn't. <laughs> it was two like, characters standing sense. next to each other that have never been on screen together, as if they were old friends. And I'm like, no, that's not how that worked. Yeah. Uh, like, and they yeah. also Do you understand the, the Han shot first problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, the like, Greedo thing. Well, like, yeah, it uh, kind of frames his personality differently. Yeah, like the original version, he, it, that was the introduction to that character. Completely. And he's a main he character for a trilogy. And him shooting Greedo is part of his character. And then the later ones are like, no, we... Yeah, but it later on, like, like a rogue, we're going like, to make Greedo miss at point-blank no range. Can, because he has to shoot first so that Han can shoot in self-defense so he can be just a totally good protagonist man and the most bland thing ever. And it's like uh, they, they try to sand off all the edges that make characters interesting in order to make them more appealing because George Lucas and Steven Spielberg keep getting more uh, old and boring and their parents children. and stuff. And they're just. Yeah, because <laughs> what if Greedo hadn't missed? For goodness sake, he shouldn't have been able. He wouldn't <laughs> well, have the gotten the would jump be a lot on Han. To shoot like, come on. on. But also, if they Skywalker changed gives out up the and scenes. Starts another moisture farm. <laughs> they changed out the scenes with Sidious. Yep. Which Empire was silly wins. because, well, I mean, Ian McDiarmid had played Palpatine, I think, in Episode Six, but I don't, I don't know if they had a different actor for Episode Five. Those are really the, the only two appearances of Sidious or Palpatine in the original trilogy. But they actually inserted his Episode uh-huh. Three makeup form in Episode Five, which I thought was un, which was they did unnecessary because in. In the original trilogy, he looks frail and like haggard and stuff. Whereas in Episode Three, mm-hmm. he just looks bloated and yeah, sort he looks like a shiny. weird fat toad thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking at pictures of him, he looks completely absurd. <laughs> Sidious oh, was. A I weird need to look at some pictures of him now. Issue. Everything that so, happened there was weird. Darth I, Sidious. I guess my thing for the Last Guardian, just rolling back to that. Okay. I. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, well, we speaking of, do yeah, that. we're gonna have to see the new Star Wars film when it comes out. Yes, that's that needs to be weeks. said out loud. Yeah, yeah. I Just mean, in case everyone be... forgot, there's a new Star but Wars where are movie. Shell, shell, shell. Are the bosses enough? Be there? We'll talk about it when the movie oh comes God. out, they... please. But they died to get shell, those plans. Shell, stop. Oh Control yeah. your star, your lust for all things Star Wars. <laughs> Okay. Um <laughs> Keith, Keith, this this is why we've become friends over the past two years. Why? You've is it because I'm rock. crazy? 
No, 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 no. It's because okay. you're funny. So, last Guardian and not definitely not Star Wars. Uh, the main oh. reason why I'm, like, grumpy about the price is just, I feel like uh, when I'm playing these, I'm kind of... I'm not, like, reviewing it, but everybody's always asking, like, is it worth it? Is it good? And I always feel like I have to give an answer to that. Uh, and, you know, for me, like, uh, 60 bucks definitely not worth it. Like, the game really does feel early PS3, which is super problematic as far as, like, you know, modern games go. Especially because these are the people that made, like, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, they've got a pretty high pedigree to hold themselves up to. And I feel like they don't... They didn't really, like, meet that. Uh-huh. They took too long. And I'm not even sure why they took too long. Because, like, the platforming's not that interesting. Did they spend their entire budget and time? Well, didn't a lot of the people who made Shadow of the Colossus basically get broken up and go into different studios? Yeah, that, wouldn't, stuff like that, that wouldn't surprise me. It's just... Like, I think that the people that have made Eco and Shadow of the Colossus are very, um, ephemeral. Like, they kind of... Just move from studio to studio. It's actually I think, very right? similar with Blizzard. I was yeah, I actually have no idea. Well, oh yeah. my god! Everywhere. I just want to point out that if you go to the Last Guardian's wiki page, the entire page is the development section. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit. There's a couple paragraphs for plot and gameplay and like the header stuff. The entire page is the development Holy section. Crap. It's long, complicated <laughs> development history. Well, yeah, it was so, it it was a serious <laughs> issue for people for a long time. It was constantly like they do a teaser and then disappear for years. Like yep. when when was the first Last Guardian teaser? Like two thousand twelve. One of the other things is that uh, definitely earlier than that. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like when I'm reading about this. I think I feel like uh, another thing that's kind of worth considering is that by and large, like uh, Team Ico games or Eco games or whatever are like critical smashes, but so, they don't really make. As Team Ico began but developing it in 2007, and it was announced in 2009. Developing further titles really difficult. We planned to release in 2011. Wow. Part of it is... Damn. I remember 2011. Those were... Part of it is like... um, They... They release games that, like, really appeal to the people that, like, are really into the, like, video game as art thing, and, you know, kind of the same people that are, like... Super stoked about yep. Dark Souls' like extremely uh, confusing backstory that you know most people have yep. like no desire to even learn about. I feel and like I've never heard of, these two groups of people put together right. before. Yeah, but like it really appeals to these people because it's it is this kind of like artsy, interesting game. Problem is, it doesn't really capture people in the same way that say, I well, Call of Duty. Mario Party, you know, that kind of shit. Because it's, it's not yeah. something that... Squirreltopia. I think, I think uh, Last Guardian is going to do better than Squirreltopia ever did. Well, what? It's a joke <laughs> of a game. Is there just I don't, something I don't really want to know, do I? Humorous it's, about squirrels? Uh, Squirrel-based hardcore 2D okay, let's platformer not talk about the squirrel it population it... from an evil robotic squirrel shadow tail. No. <laughs> Successfully so that, derailed. That actually <laughs> sounds like a moderately okay game. No, this was just like a bad platformer. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it just... It I guess it just boggles my mind that it took him this long to make this. And I still like it. Like, don't get me wrong about that. I would have been really impressed if this had come out. You know, kind of when they originally announced it would come out. But now that it's taken so long, it's just like, 
you had years to do this, and you have a very impressive animal and a really awkward kid. That begs the question, <laughs> would you rather a company come out with, like, moderately good games well, on a more consistent basis, or something that could either be an epic or a flop every five to ten years? Uh, well, I mean, I want we were talking about- I company to Tarantino this shit. We were talking about <laughs> Final Fantasy. Out interesting releases <laughs> from everything. <laughs> we were talking about Final Fantasy- you know, just minutes ago and about how, like, they are kind of, like, fading in the industry. I mean, the last mainline Final Fantasy game to come out was, what, 2009? I guess if we want to count the pseudo-sequels... Because they've come out with... I mean, that's the thing, though. What what would you consider all the Kingdom Hearts that have come out in between? Well, that's a different different studio. And that's going to be a different... uh, Well, she she means those Kingdom Hearts games versus Kingdom Hearts numbered games. Like, whether or not they count. Uh, Not not versus Final Fantasy. Well, okay, so... There's also all the Final Fantasy here's the thing, like... Oh, I thought you meant versus Final Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts, though, all of the, like, numbered and side games, they're all kind of mainline because it all ties into the same plot. It's kind of like um, it's it kind of true. like how in the Marvel the sequels to, to Kingdom Hearts games make more sense because they're actually sequels and not just yeah. an arbitrary marketing gimmick. Where Final Fantasy is just name recognition and represents almost no other conventions of what the game's going to have inside it. Yeah. So for like um, that's true. So for Kingdom yeah. Hearts, like you actually really need to play all of those side games to understand what this shit's going on by the end of it. And you still like, won't. Uh, you won't really. Yeah. They well. Now, yeah, yeah, I was gonna tell yourself you will. You don't ask too many questions, but sooner or later you'll realize it all falls apart. (laughs) Oh, you mean that you find it difficult to rationalize why Seth Roth is declaring (laughs) war on Minnie Mouse? Uh, I, I I still can't get by that. Oh, are are they? I think they're going to be introducing. by the way, that I believe they're going to be introducing Star Wars and like Marvel characters and future ones. I think Star Wars is already in Kingdom Hearts. I thought. Or has there I not been a single Kingdom Hearts recently. since then? There no. hasn't been. Oh, wow, you're right. It's been a while. No way. They did introduce Tron. They, which... They've been too busy remaking every Kingdom Hearts game. Yay. Well, <laughs> wow. The sheer thought of, like, Luke Skywalker teaming up with, like, Donald Duck to <laughs> take out... Have you seen out, how the, um, the HD remakes of Kingdom Hearts are so Sephiroth. half-assed that each one is, like, two full games, and then the third one is one of the games... Yeah, well, there's 1.5, there's 1.5, 2.5, and then 2.8. But like, H- you have each to... HD remix has one game that's instead of instead of being a re- HD remake of the game is just cutscenes. Yes. Guys, <laughs> like, to what be if fair, you wanted that one? <laughs> I I'm really embarrassed by this, but April Fools. I don't know if it was this year uh-huh. or the previous year. I woke up, did my usual perusing of the news, and there was. A fake article, but it was everywhere of Disney buys Star Trek. <laughs> and I was upset. Uh-huh. I was like, no, what What are they going to do next? Take DC as well? Then everything is just going to be under their mantle. And I was just all over the place until I found out it was an actual <laughs> April Fool's joke that numerous sites on the internet had corroborated on. Set Keyblades to stun number one. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be... I I guess part of it is I'm kind of desensitized to these things because um, Marvel... 
we've, well, we've both been yeah. broken well, by experiencing any part of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, so mashups can't <laughs> yeah. ruin us anymore. Well, also, uh, Marvel's been doing Star Wars mashups for ages. Oh, yeah. Um, Star Wars has never been sacred. Well, Star Wars yeah. was um, originally run... Uh, be prior prior to Dark Horse, it was run by Marvel. Actually, my father. No, it still it still is. No, no, no. Only because it was brought back to it recently. Ah. You see, back in the eighties, it was Chewbacca run by Marvel, by and my 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 father's good friend <laughs> was actually the inker for that series. So that, hence, that was why my we favorite had... author too that wrote that. Wrote what? <laughs> Chewbacca getting hit by a moon. That that was later. <laughs> Uh, so Darth Maul's actually have... alive. He has robot spider legs. You want to provide some? How did we <laughs> want to shell? It's not Star letting go. It's because of Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. No, it's not because of Kingdom Hearts. Yes, you're just you're guiding <laughs> you also, the conversation. Also, you can't so you can go blame back to the it. other topic you also brought up. You bring up one topic it, out of nowhere, and then the leech was, launched other topics out of nowhere, and then blame your own Fantasy. previous topics. <laughs> I, I mistakenly thought that Kingdom Hearts was sort of like a sub Final Fantasy thing nope. because no, it it's just well, yeah, it does because it's like the it is the most mashupy game that I've that's it's ever mashed up. Enix, though, right? Yeah, it's, yes, it's Square Enix, but it's just uh, it's l- listen. It's a different Japan studio. Loves mashups. Yeah, they love they mashups. Do. Uh, so they just yeah, made a no. property that's like every every property we can get is going to be in this property, which is why Disney is in it, and why now Star Wars is going to be in it, and why Final Fantasy is in it because they already had that. And sooner or later, the Bouncer is going to be in it, and Volt Kruger is going to be like punching robots that are actually <laughs> other I'm Bouncers, just... but also Keyblades. I don't miss the series, by the way. The Bouncer, yeah, I never played but... it. The Bouncer, it sucked. It's uh, amazing. That game sucked. Yeah, I just couldn't see Star Wars and. <laughs> In Marvel working out, <laughs> but back when they were with 20th Century Fox and Dark Horse, I, they did have a Xenomorph crossover uh, where, you know, ship gets lost in deep space and encounters the and Xenomorphs. And you loved it. I could see that happening because I mean, Mortal Kombat has Xenobuck. Xenomorphs and the Predator in it. And Jason. Right, right. And right, Freddy. Recently. Yeah. Here's a quick question. If, if if Fox is behind a lot of this stuff, can we conceivably see the Simpsons <laughs> crossing yeah. over Listen, to Fox, Fox like No, someday. Fox isn't, Fox yeah. isn't bought out. By Disney yeah. yet? You just license. No, things. what I'm saying is like, I could solely see like Homer Simpson <laughs> right. teaming up. There's with, a Shin Megami Tensei uh, game with, with Dante Strife. from Devil May Cry, and like, stuff just happens. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Shadow Tactics. Sorry. No, I need. I have a shadow. What would it be called? Okay. Last Guardian. I kept trying to get to, but uh, okay, you know. <laughs> I just this Sorry. derailment is starting to yeah, drive me batty. No, that's that's just what our podcast is. That's why I want. I to know. <laughs> so, yeah, we should just Off call it rails. something like uh, <laughs> four nerds can't keep a hold of one topic. Oh, naming. <laughs> okay, so. Four people ramble, not even with each other, but just at each other. All right, so Keith wanted to say <laughs> something. I don't remember. Yeah. So Sorry. my takeaway so far from Last Guardian is that it's beautiful, and I think I'm going to be totally on board for its entire story and pacing as it plays out and everything. My big gripe is just that the game desperately needs to feel better to play. With the like yes. the part where you're holding a controller and making it do things is so iffy where like every time you try to jump on a platform or walk around like like 
it, it actually needs more scripting the way that the animal needs has scripting. Like you walk on a narrow ledge and your character doesn't def, doesn't doesn't snap into like a I'm walking on a narrow ledge animation. He just kind of starts sprinting, but then every time you hit a wall, uh, every, every time you hit the wall, he starts trying to push it, and every time he gets too close to the ledge, he like stumbles like he's gonna fall off. But oh yeah, on the I, ledge I, itself, I like, he just sprints, have, and I'm like, oh god, uh, this is not how you, any character is supposed punched. to walk on a ledge. I've punched Trico in the, uh, multiple times because I can't nose. figure out how to, like... Yeah. Oh. And there's a lot of moments of mashing X or circle or triangle, and <laughs> every time you press the button, it does a different thing somehow. And, like, there's all these moments of trying mm-hmm. to jump across a gap or, like, jump... Like, climbing up a ledge, then standing on the ledge against the wall, then trying to jump away from that towards a wall, towards a, a platform that's over there, and, like... Having the most weird reactions from your character every but every step of the way from every joystick input to every button input, like just weird stuffs happening the whole time. And for me, this hit the this hit peak frustration because I got uh-huh. to the part where you can sort of start telling Trico where to go, and so I'm like, "There's a ledge way above us, and I'm trying, and it, he can't fit on it, but he needs to like you know stand up on it so I can while I'm on his head so I can actually go up to the ledge." And I'm just sitting there, like, pointing at it over and over again at my character. And I'm pressing, like, my only buttons I can do are point in directions and press a button that kind of tells him to jump. And I'm mashing these things and... Oh, no. He, he keeps going... Yes. It, instead of, instead like of standing that? up, he keeps trying to go through the closed oh. gate in front of us. And he gets stuck in the... Tu- he keeps getting stuck in the tunnel that's going up to the closed gate. And then I have to back him up again and then try to get him to go up again. And he keeps going back into the, the tunnel instead of going on the ledge that's above the tunnel. And my only input is to press directions. So I'm like, why is he not... Yep. I can't get him to do it. And I'm like, come on. And I spent... I spent eight minutes... Dude, I spent eight minutes on one p- on one level of the game because I'm like I know what to do, but I don't know how to make him do it. But there's no buttons mm-hmm. in this game, so why isn't like I'm baffled by the game being so linear but not being scripted enough to just do the right thing when you need to, to do a certain thing? Because there's literally nothing else to do there besides the right thing, uh-huh. but it won't do it. And I'm like, I the game needs to feel better to play. Like Journey, you just go, and that was great. Yep. <laughs> But in 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 and last the last guardian constantly clearly just wants to just go. But the part where the controller has to control the game, I'm like, it's so it's, mixed it trying to get floppy. to do the right thing. It's, it's Watch weird. people start trying to do speed runs of it. Oh after yeah, they've people finish. Uh, I I bet there's already uh, people doing speed runs of the game right now. Um, I think uh, this actually reminded me of it where Keith was talking about like just going. I think maybe the other reason why I'm a little bit dismissive of the game is because uh, Uncharted exists and does largely the same thing. You know, the climbing and, like, the platforming and whatever. Uh-huh. But suffers from none of these issues. Yeah. Like, Feels better. Yeah. yeah the you're directly I, in control. I think the developer wanted you to start and then finish every platforming thing, like, immediately and get right back to Trico immediately, which is what's special about the game. But you get hung up on the other stuff because it's so weirdly inconsistent and messy. And I don't know how that part made it to launch because uh-huh. people have been nailing basic 3D platforming even when it's a side piece of the game for such a long time that having it be the core of the game and not working yeah. is really strange. I thought the interactions with Trico would be the number one in this one. Yeah, I thought we'd actually use Trico to solve more puzzles. I mean, I, I'm sure you will. I already am starting to with because I'm starting to get commands that you guys don't have yet. Right. So right. by the end, because yeah. it's supposed to, I've heard people say it's like twelve to fifteen hours or something. Like I'm sure it has mm. interesting oh, nice Trico things to do at some point. But uh-huh. as far as I played so far, most of the game comes down to 
just frustrating controls of like, why can't I make him do the right thing? I've played a lot of video games before. I should, I think I know now, how to play video games mostly, but it's not working. <laughs> have you encountered people or other humans yet? Because I'm a little concerned. I want there to actually be some kind of plot. I've encountered one thing that was forefront. alive so far. Yeah, it was the other. Wait, what? In the trailers, it looks like every there's like living things. I haven't trying to watched kill. the trailers, honestly. <laughs> yeah, there there are like these armor statues oh. that try and grab I'm, you. But so those I made aren't it, characters. I made it to Tree, those aren't I made people. it to Last Guardian, like oh. playing it. I made it all the way that far without ever seeing Trico in motion before. <laughs> yeah, all I, all I knew same. was box art and the Last Guardian's coming out, and I just ignored everything until now. I was totally fine not seeing any of this in advance, so I don't know about what trailers show and stuff. But in, in the three hours I've played I've so far, the same thing. I've seen the hint uh -huh. of like, oh, there's another thing somewhere. And we'll yeah, see. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that there's another of his kind somewhere, but I'm talking about people. No, who this studio built, doesn't do that anyway. Who built the, the tower listen, that, they, and Listen, the they did two people that, once, and everyone was real that. mad about trying to save that princess all the time. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's just so, the only uh, thing I've heard about Ico is people being really annoyed about trying to save the, the light princess from dark ghosts all the time. Well, it was during that time where people were ham-fisting in like, yeah, NPC... I'm going to finally play uh, those games after like this, escorts. I think. I, I have the HD, I've had the HD worked. collection for like five years now, <laughs> and I still haven't played them. Funny note is that that game, the HD collection came out in 2011 because that was the planned release year of Last Guardian. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Huh. They probably ran out of funds and were it's like, just, uh... Yeah. It, I think that really sums it up. Possibly. They probably just ran I out mean, of money. by the time... I don't know that much about Sony's studios, I mean, but I did notice that like the uh, when you're firing up Last Guardian, one of the names, one of the logos that pops up is the same logo that's behind Tokyo Jungle and Rain. Hmm. So I don't know what kind of weird in-house uh -huh. like shuffling around was happening over and over again during its development. Somebody else has a very informative video, probably on the internet, that's probably half an hour long that gives does this information better. <laughs> hey gamers. Do you want to hear the history of The Last Guardian? Oh, it's no. It's an awesome game for the PlayStation. I was really hoping <laughs> less game theory and more like Super Bunny Hop. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Super Bunny Hop to do something on this one. He does genuine journalism sometimes. That's a oh, cool yeah. channel. He did the Konami thing, which oh, was yeah. awesome. I would love more channels that actually cover the Well, the problem is like YouTube specifically doesn't like... Everybody always likes to complain about the YouTube alg yeah. algorithm, but like overly produced stuff like that, very hard to uh, make it on YouTube. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like watching uh, yeah. extra credits because they talk about video game development, uh, plot tropes, uh, and they have a separate section just for history. I was watching, uh, I think it was almost an eight-part series about uh, Justinian and the Byzantine Empire. That was cool. Yeah, they have a they have a history oh. thing. They have, they have a let's play channel. They have a historical channel. They have multiple like learning things, and then they have their main video game one that they did since the Escapist. For me, the mm. issue with extra credits was that for some reason, like I listened to them all the way back on extra credits. I mean, on on the Escapist, and for a few years after that, and for some reason, at some point, like every time I launched one of their videos, I would just tune the whole thing out, even when I was watching it with full attention. Because at some point, I think the fact that they make a video every single Dang. week for years made their topics more watered down and uninteresting uh -huh. over time and even started to cover the same ground. 
because I just uh, yeah some of I the just, things are getting just, a little bit repetitive. I completely stopped caring at some point, even when I was trying to, and I just it. It's why it just went too far. I think it's why I'm watching the history ones now more than anything else. What caring about your weekly content schedules goes are too far. bad for interesting content. Like that's why. Like once upon a time, there was this channel well, called Game Theory. That was actually kind of amusing and charming because yeah. it would apply way too much logic to really arbitrary parts of video games. And now, modern game theory is a clickbait they website where they talk joke. about things that aren't even out yet and make up theories. Like about they pick the topic first because it profits them, and then make up a theory afterwards and try to come up with something to talk about. To the point Who's where, like, our uh-huh. new Mass Effect party. Yeah, like, like, like film theory had a two-parter on Suicide <laughs> Squad. And the first parter was that, yeah, the first. I think I watched that. And it didn't even have to be one part. The, be first, two parts. the first part was, <laughs> whoa, someone once said there's four Jokers in the in the DC universe. I'm going to stretch this out for 15 minutes and say nothing. And then the next one was like, the movie's out now. He was that Joker. I'm like, this was stupid. This was yep. this was this was a complete waste of time, and you're capitalizing well, off of trends to make your series. But there's nothing you're not prefer, doing the premise anymore. When it comes to Joker, I prefer the mix of animated Mark Hamill Joker and the Jack Nicholson Joker. I those Mark are completely Hamill different characters. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Mark, you can't mix those characters. I, they're not the same. They're not similar. They're, yeah, Mark I don't Hamilton's know. There's so something good. that could be similar about them, but yeah, I suppose Jack Nicholson's was more of mobster gone bad. Yeah, versus one's just a crime lord that's yeah. crazy, but the other one's like a full blown like murderous psychopath cartoon character. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah, really hard I to reconcile. I suppose it's because I grew up with the old Michael Keaton ones. So, well, you so. you just like everything that's old. That's why you're that's why you're giving Jack uh, Nicholson his. I just tend his, to see the uh, originals for most things and. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so shadow tactics. Shadow tactics. Dang. Yeah. Shadow tactics. Something. It's Bushido good. Samurai. Uh, it's good. Blades of the Shogun. Yeah. I said something. I really Bushido like Samurai. <laughs> uh, it's shadow tactics. Blades of the Shogun. I just yeah, I just um, said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you then you started adding stuff, and I figured to clarify. That was the joke. Um, that was oh, damn it. <laughs> Shh. Why are you singing right now? I, I'm singing the doing? the butterfly song. What are you why, doing? Why aren't you singing? It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a song. It's by. Shel- it's by. In the arms Shell doesn't angels. care what we're talking about. She's just waiting just, for a time mid- where she can no. talk about a topic. It, I was just it's about a girl like who's saying that she's a beautiful butterfly, and she's <laughs> waiting for her samurai to come sweep her off her feet. That that was the song by Toy Box. Did you guys ever listen to Toy Box? That was like really popular. It should have been on Dance Dance or something. Shadow Tactics. Okay, fine. You guys are talking about Samurai. What's happening? (laughs) Okay. I know. I know what's happening. Yes, you do. I can't believe it. So, Shadow Tactics. (laughs) That's just the theme of 2016, isn't it? I'm just going to start saying shadow tactics until we can stay on topic here. Um, so shadow <laughs> tactics is good. God damn it. Like I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I, they sent me a key. It's like, here's a key. And I'm like, sweet. And then slowly later, they're like, thanks for filming the demo. And I'm like, I asked oh, for yeah. the full game. Um, oh, yeah, they the like really game. reaches out to YouTubers a lot. It's like, sweet. That's how I got actually. silence. Yeah. That's the same person that gave me multiple previous games. 
Uh, Datalink is awesome. They they reached out to me back when I had like 500 subs to send me uh uh what was it their uh their CRPG tactical RPG whatever it was called, um, the the like misfit RPG group whose name I totally can't remember right now. Unfortunately, they got spam filtered and I did, I mm-hmm. like lost that for a while. How but, dare you, sir? Yeah. Uh, Dude, it was hard. Anyway, uh, Shadow Tactics is the first stealth game I think I've enjoyed in a while. And, like, we played Origami, and it had, like, its moments. Shadow Tactics is, like, pretty much everything I could have uh-huh. wanted out of Origami. Uh, but it's, you know, a third-person, real-time tactical game instead. Which kind of surprised me, because I really was not expecting much of it. I was like, oh, it's a stealth game. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it. And now I'm just like, I'm going to murder every single person on these levels. And if it takes me two hours, then so be it. And they I usually don't levels, do that. judging by the first one. Because I've yeah, only played uh, one so far. Okay, so the first level... the God, the murder pot. Well, I mean, no they're, they're evil. They're going against the sugar. Anyway, um... Uh, so the first level is like an hour long, give or take. The second level you can do in like they're from a different dynasty, sure. therefore evil. Yes. Um, the uh, did they take your the, jobs? Um, I've totally forgotten now. Shit. Yeah, did you it. did. We kept poking him fuck. until he broke. <laughs> I don't know. We just Wait, whittled so what away his ability are, to think. are you referring to? All right, it's yeah. yeah. So they're actually <laughs> I, evil. I, it's just enjoyable. Like uh, you're given a. It's okay. So it's a couple. Of, it's a lot easier to do these if you don't just like laugh when I'm trying to like get back on track. Um, but anyway, uh, so you're given That's you're fine. given That's a fine. team of like five characters total, presumably though you only get access to like one or two, uh, for every mission. I guess two or three. Um, but so each one of them has like different powers and they're pretty distinct. Like you get the ninja who can throw a rock to distract people and like a shuriken and he can also like climb through buildings and stuff. You get just a straight up, uh, samurai who kind of sucks at stealth. Like, uh, you try and pick up somebody to like hide them in the bush and he just like stands upright and just walks away with the guy. And it's like, no, you idiot. Don't do that. Um, but it can carry two people because it's huge. And you can sprint, which is really nice, actually, when you're, like, panicking and trying to run away from things. Um, Oh, shit, what else is good about it? I really like this. uh, There's one chick who has, like, uh, traps and a bird call. And so it was just, like, climbing up on rooftops and having, like, a trap in a corner of a building. And uh, Like that kind of bird call? Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I'll be on the rooftop, and I'll have, like, a trap somewhere. And effectively, uh, my entire thing is to, um, uh, my entire thing is to just bird call until they finally, like, you know, I just wild goose chase them all the way, uh, like, all the way around an area, um, and effectively, Mm. eventually get to the point where they get to my trap and, you know, I kill them in secret and stuff like that. And I, I really appreciate it because it's, it's a nice stealth game that doesn't really kind of fall to the same bullshitty tropes. Like, you get spotted, you're pretty much fucked and you have to reload. But the game, like, legitimately reminds you to, uh, quicksave constantly. So instead of just being like, well, you just lost a shit ton of progress, it's like, you need to save now, probably, because you're in trouble. That's a common theme with you lately. I've, I've heard you... <laughs> 
swear That's profusely cool. over Fallout. Oh, yeah. I lost like half an hour today on Fallout because <laughs> I forgot uh, to save. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because oh. I got like... I got like hookworm and I was just like, whatever, I can deal with this. And then I blew up and I was just like, oh no, I forgot to save a while ago. On a landmine? Was yeah. It? Somebody put a landmine in a uh, trailer home. I don't <laughs> I know mean, why. At some point when you were recording a game like that, if so much time passes be- between the save and the failure and you get reverted all the way back, you're basically just like, well, all that stuff I just did was non-canon because uh, I guess... yeah. That's what I said. We're just branching off somewhere else now because yeah, I, I can't even recreate in my head all the things that have happened over the last hour and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it is kind of nice. Uh-huh. It is kind of nice because Frost is, it. like, really slow, so it's not like I really went too far because you have to approach, yeah. like, every encounter rather slowly, uh-huh. especially because I spend a lot of my time fighting ghouls, uh-huh. which give you infections, like, constantly because go figure. Uh, they are gross as shit. Uh, so, like, usually when I'm fighting ghouls, I'm, like, I'm taking it really slow so they don't hit me more than, like, absolutely necessary. Because, like, bandages barely heal you and, like, uh-huh. breaking your arm is, like, a serious issue and you have to go all the way back. You can't just, like, sleep on a sleeping bag because that's how I got ringworm. And that's not fun because suddenly I have to eat twice as much food. And, uh, by the way, you can't farm Feed in, uh, Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, wait. So you got... You got... Fungus? Yeah. Like that I kind of I thought ringworm was a parasite. Yeah. No. Wait. It's a really? kind of worm, so I feel like but, it's a parasite. Yeah. No, 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 but the thing is, no, I it's a fungal infection. That, yeah, it is a fungal infection. Yep. I was right. That's a stupid yes. name. Oh, wow, that's weird. <laughs> it just, it, it, it gives like you a like a, a circular the, ring on your yeah. foot or something. Yeah, that's the wrong right. name for a thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's, that's why what I said that it was a fungal infection. I, I've had I'm a circle to spot on my forehead oh, for the last three had weeks. <laughs> well, that's called Fooly Cooly. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So but, back to Shadow uh, <laughs> Yeah. I just. I, I guess I'm just really happy to be playing like a, a tactical stealth game that kind of doesn't suck. Because there's been a lot of there's been a lot of I agree. Yeah, there's been a lot Those of hard absolutely garbage Those stealth games uh, lately. Like Keith and I played Origami, and I don't think we talked about it too much. But mm-hmm. like after a certain point, it was just kind of like keep. Yeah, it was. It, was it wasn't. Ass. Like, there was just so little <laughs> going on with it. Yeah. Whereas like this one, you uh, yeah. one of the things I really like is uh, instead of just being able to see like everybody's um, like sight cones. You can either mark one person and see where they're looking specifically, uh-huh. or you can put down like a marker that shows you where, uh, uh-huh. if anybody ever sees this specific section of the area, and it kind of forces you to like keep all enemies in mind, and they usually have patrol paths. Uh, I was actually, uh, the AI is a little bit cheesable. Uh-huh. I got to a point where I had like 10 corpses on a roof, and every time this lady would like come upstairs, uh, there'd be a new corpse waiting for her, so she'd freak out in some of the guards. At which point she'd like run away screaming, and then I I kill the guards that she summoned. And then she'd come back and she'd be like, ah, and just run away. <laughs> That's like me it's in a beautiful, Deus yeah. Ex where it was like, uh, I'd shoot somebody and hide in the bathroom until and everyone your, your left. Your battery just keeps recharging, so you can keep like taking them down as they come around the corner over and over again. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> dude, stealth games suck. That's all I have to say about it. They're really. 
Yeah, like, they're really hard, hard to, to get right. Matter. They're really hard to design. Yeah, like Dishonored and Deus Ex both have the issue yeah. where you could totally stealth to them if you it. really want to, but like also the moment something goes wrong, you just win anyway because yeah. you can just take everyone down. It's hard to make the stealth yeah. believable because the the way you have to do it in real life, if you wanted it to be believable, yeah. is if, if you get caught, you die. That's more or, or less how no shadow tactics work. Discovered. At the same you time, can, that's very unforgiving. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. why this. That's why this game is specifically unforgiving. Yeah, that's why this game try to play the genre as not a genre. Yeah, that's why the game just tells you like you should quick save now because you're well, you haven't saved in a while. I prefer, and I like that. I prefer it if you have the option to find cover again so that you no well, longer so have you their can. Aggro. But uh, so part of the problem is uh, if you get spotted. Uh, they summon extra guards, so now you have like more people to contend with. Right. And usually, it's just better to reload and not do uh -huh. that. There was uh, in Metro Last Light, or not in Metro Last Light, but just mm -hmm. in Metro Twenty Thirty Three or whatever. Um, they had a lot of stealth, and granted, it's an action game; it's not exactly a stealth game. But what they did that actually worked out really well. Was uh, as soon as you got discovered in a stealth level, um, the yes. guards were in alert mode permanently. Yeah, I wish actually, this game did that. That that hit a really good spot for everything. I will admit, I there are very few times that I actually trigger the alarms because I don't like those extra guards. But the so enemies far, do I've just get been like F eight yeah. immediately. Yeah, I'm just like oh, much. the screen's covered in red. Re retry. Yeah, like I just count that as a fail state immediately. I'm like, I lost. Like I could probably do something about it, but I don't really want to. I yeah, like the mm -hmm. stealth part. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the problem is like Deus Ex and yeah. Dishonored are both games that m tried to make it valid to play them as action games. But the problem with that is that if you play them as stealth games, the action part never goes away. So it's like, oh no, I've been discovered in Deus Ex and I press B to initiate a cutscene where I instantly punch them out and it's over. Or in, Dis like in Dishonored 2, I made this entire hospital mad at me they all saw me and freaked out and chased me i walked into a corner and as they came up to me one by one i uh -huh. hit control to parry their attack and then hit control again to choke them out slowly in front of all their friends and i did that <laughs> to like six consecutive people in one crowd and it worked uh, it's like that's not that's it's I, not like, how it should work you only there's no reason to stealth in those games besides making the agreement with yourself like i'm totally gonna stealth through this because the game doesn't incentivize it really the only incentive system in that game is whether you kill people or li or leave them alive, and that's that's completely irrespective of whether or not you're stealthing. Yeah, I think there was that game that we were playing a while back, and your kill count determined some of the endings. I believe Dishonored. I Both Dishonored, Dishonored games. Dishonored. Dishonored does that. Metal here. Yeah, Dishonored <laughs> games do it. I think almost every uh, they usually stealth try game has to, that to yeah. some degree. But the problem is that they also then make it too yep. easy to do non-lethal takedowns. So then the non-lethal part just makes it so that you're yeah. basically just killing everyone, but not actually killing everyone. And so you get the good ending for not killing everyone while they, having the gameplay style yeah. of killing everyone. I think it... Which I think is actually the best. Yeah. I, I love playing well, through that way, Well, wouldn't it be better personally. if you had one where you actually... Okay, so there's three levels instead, where there's the, you completely avoid your enemies... They don't see you. You never have to interact with them. Two would be you knock them out. Three would be you kill them. I, I actually really would like to play a game like that where, like, the ending credits roll and, like, literally nothing is happening. Like, everybody's just going on with their lives. They're just like, oh, as your this character thing was missing that we were supposed to protect. Hey, who left the I safe would... open? 
I had like oh, yeah. maybe it ends with somebody like figuring out like shit, oh. all of our stuff's gone or something like that. Like I don't know. I think it would be I think it would be really kind of amusing if you had like somehow totally one hundred percent ghosted your way through um Dishonored, like not even taking down those those like repugnant leaders that you're supposed to totally take down. Like um, Yeah. If it was one of those uh-huh. where like you could totally bypass the entire way and just rescue the girl. And so like Everybody is just like going on uh-huh. with your lives and their lives, and then they like open up the door to uh, was it Elizabeth? No, that's that's uh, um, Bioshock. That's Bioshock. It would be interesting Shit. to have a third fork because yeah, you either you rescue her either by killing everyone or somehow disabling everyone. But yeah, what if what if you did just rescue her and just had a neutral ending where mm. it's like she's safe, nothing else happened. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I, I they just, were going to let me ghost something in Dishonored 2 because somebody has a magical device they use to like control someone magically and stuff like that but they have a, a lens thing in it that has to be installed correctly and you can go into their office and find like the broken shitty stupid lenses that almost killed her before and swap them out without mm-hmm. her knowing it and I'm like right, oh right. yeah cool it'll be like It'll be one of those things where I know what I know what's going to happen, but uh, what the but the end game thing would be that I just leave and we just know that at some point in the future she'll get herself killed or whatever by using it. But instead, mm-hmm. what happens is she instantly shows up and instantly uses it right in front of me. I'm like, what? No, that, you took it from me. You took this moment I wanted to have, which was a lack of moment. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to not see anything, but just know that some point after I've left, she won't even know it was me, and she'll just come into the office and just tragedy happens because that was the setup. But instead, it, it happens in front of you because AAA games are terrified of ever having stuff not happen directly in front of you, and it kind of just mm-hmm. ruined it for me. But I, I feel yeah. like Mark of the Mark of the Ninja and Shadow Tactics are really like one of the coolest ways to do stealth, which is that they're all about giving you every possible bit of information you could ever need from this kind of game, and then acting accordingly with that. As opposed yes. to games like mm-hmm. Deus Ex and Dishonored, are more like they're stuck being first person and they're stuck being super limited perspective and they try to do all these gimmicks like seeing through walls to try to help you a little bit but at the end of the day like it's actually really difficult to have a good awareness of everything going on around you and it's a friend of mine once summed up playing the original deus ex as like you're about to go on a mission and they're like you need to kill this target here's a picture of him taken from a satellite (laughs) three miles out of the earth's atmosphere that we actually (laughs) drop in some mud Which, I mean, oh my yeah. god, is that accurate, though? <laughs> like, they, they really did, like, in that game, like, try to get us rid of the map as much as possible, <laughs> and it did not in the, work. In the Deus Ex and, and <laughs> in the new Deus Ex and new Dishonored games, like, they fall, they let you fall back on action gameplay because they know such a huge percentage of the, of the players are going to have trouble with the, the stealth, stealth part because the you yep. have to, like, it's like mm-hmm. Sonic. It's like Sonic levels to an extent, where it's like the tenth time you've played, you got everything down. <laughs> but uh, the, that that's why games mm-hmm. like Mark of the Ninja and Shadow uh, and Shadow Tactics can get away with this idea of being completely unforgiving once you do mess up, because they give you so many tools to not mess up. Yeah, yeah. I like having all of those yeah. extra tools. Uh, I've been. I hate stealth in uh, Fallout because it's effectively just like. I mean, there's a thing that's a stealth boy that just makes it so you sneak better, but you're yeah, maybe you, invisible, but it's, like, Bethesda super button. vague. The magical invisibility yeah. Bethesda button. Does it work on ghouls button. and stuff, though? 
Yeah. It's what was just, that? Does it even work on ghouls and more ravenous creatures? Uh, actually, uh, so interesting thing uh, for Frost specifically is ghouls are blind as shit. So unless you're making a lot of noise or standing up or whatever, they generally can't find you. Okay. It's just at this point, I want to fight them all because that's how mm-hmm. I get my experience. Oh, that's just reminding me of Until Dawn. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, I remember turning invisible in that game. <laughs> I just... I I like the idea of it so much with the uh uh like the idea of stealth so much, but every every time I'm given like the opportunity to do stealth in a game, I'm just like I kind of hate this. I think it's one of the reasons <laughs> why I've never played a rogue in MMOs or well, I mean MMOs are kind of a different beast entirely and generally like I mean the, the I stealth think... is just you're invisible unless you're close enough to yeah, an enemy you, and then you you're not invisible. invisible button and stay out of circles yeah <laughs> it's such See, a completely I different beast that... than like line of sight stealth and how every other game works like I, I prefer to have the stay out of circles thing than the uh than the like kind of vague like enemy turned around and suddenly spotted you and suddenly you're in trouble and there's no way to deal with it so I guess you gotta shoot your way out because that's the only way you can escape your fate that always feels really awkward to me. I mean, stay out of circles would be less, way less immersive than anything that True. a first-person stealth game does. Like, oh, you've entered five feet of him. Now he's automatically aware of your presence because MMO. I've only used stealth in the context of MMOs to uh, have a little bit of respite within combat, but not long enough so that the enemy can recoup. Yeah. It's so that you confuse them and then charge back in once you've been able to bolster your defenses or recover uh, your put health down or like traps uh-huh. or interesting traps and stuff while in stealth but yeah mm-hmm. eh. i've never been able to get into like it's, trap it's laying difficult. as a mechanic it's difficult. in a video game it's i great like it. in orcs <laughs> yeah yeah orcs must die but, but that oh shit yeah, oh, yeah that's, i forgot it about very... that in a lot but of other games, it's kind of like, uh, I put a trap down, they didn't reasonable. step on it. Oh, it's, but I can't so get it back I now. I should probably mention, uh, they, uh, they've they yep. updated that today, actually. Uh, yeah, so they're, um, oh, yeah? they're getting rid of, or- Orcs Must Die Unchained is getting rid of the, uh, the PvP mode entirely. When are they just going to rename of... it Orcs Must Die 3 and just give up? <laughs> I wish they would. Now, when's the Destiny game going to come out? <laughs> yeah. Destiny? Sorry, Next sorry, year? not Destiny. Well, I don't um, know. Uh, Divinity. Sorry. Oh, Divinity Resistant <laughs> 2 comes out oh. at some point. That's the early access yeah. bug. It's done when it's done, question mark. It usually takes them guys. about a, a year. Uh, what about Stealth and Metal Gear Solid 5? Actually, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid uh, Stealth that much, but it looks like if you are going to be doing like first-person, third-person stealth... In like a 3D environment, that's probably the best way of doing it. Metal Gear Solid Five and all the Metal Gears already have a huge advantage in that they're third person. Yeah, you have so much more it, information immediately uh, for not being a, a I, super like cone vision th- first person game. I really don't yeah. like first person stealth. It's awkward and unfun. I think that any video game where movement ends up being like extremely important like that is almost always going to be better in a third yep. person perspective there are virtually no mechanics about stealth yeah. that benefit from being first person aside from an overemphasis on interiors immersion because the more inside the yeah. game is the harder it is to do third person unless you're just going to like true 
go full Metagear Solid 1 and just rip the roof off the building and just have floating cameras above you. It's pretty much the only way to go at that point. Do we want to do questions? Sure. Yep, we haven't gotten around to questions. questions. Uh, Alright, I posted the link at the beginning of this, and uh, most of the questions are not great. (laughs) Uh, Should I read the bad ones too? (laughs) I mean, sure, but what makes them bad? Uh, Wander, have you ever tried Call of Duty Infinite Warfare? Nope. Delete. Alright, what would you do if the doctor suddenly says, oops, or oh shit? Probably die. Delete. What's your favorite drink? Delete. <laughs> well, we know that Wander's is milk. Drink. Yep. Yeah. Loves milk. I can't, okay. Next I can't question. Say what mine is? I suppose I love tea. Here's yes, a real. Tea. Here's a real question. Uh, what game did you not? Uh, what this definitely this definitely from Wander's audience. Uh, what game did you play, not including scrap mechanics? He's he hits plural in this. Uh, did you play and not enjoy? <laughs> I'm sorry, did you play and enjoy over for over 100 hours, and why? Uh, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac. Over 100 hours? Jeez, uh, yeah, Binding see. of Isaac. Yeah. You know what, I'm going to sort my uh, Steam library. Hours. Yeah. Uh, Team Fortress 2, for me, is a big um, one. I'm, I'm probably going to have to... Uh, mostly just because I found a like really good community of gamers on Team Fortress 2, and just like it became almost like an MMO. This kind of like a guild yeah, I'm type have situation. Yeah, I'm going to say that MMOs are probably yeah. the only games that I've played for over 100 hours. It, interestingly enough, I have more time on Binding of Isaac and Warframe uh-huh. than I do on Scrap Mechanic at this point. I'm um, trying to think of which games I've played that long. Fallout, Dang. I have 222 hours. I guess it makes sense. Vagante, yeah. Vagante well, was good, but I just don't depends. want to go back to it. It depends I've, on if you do multiple playthroughs of campaign games as I've definitely well. never reached 100 hours with any Bethesda game before. Like I, I, they they always lose their luster before. Uh, then. Let's see. I have 170 think, hours of that real. Right? That's not real, right? Wait, what? You just left it on or something? Yeah, Burr so, probably just walked away from it. <laughs> the games I've played that long would yeah. have to be Rock Band. Figure it would be Rock Band Two, World of Warcraft, <laughs> uh, Mass Effect One, and uh, Dark Souls Two, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Dark Souls two, 2, I got 106 hours in. Two of them are just really... Two, I have 126 hours of like Two of them are just really strong RPGs me. that are good for replayability for either story or gameplay reasons, respectively. Uh, World of uh-huh. Warcraft, you get into raiding and stuff, and it's a whole community thing, and it just feels like a part of your life for some big chunk of time if you're in it for that long. And Rock Band is just infinitely replayable. Mm-hmm. The end. I beat every camp. I, like I beat every campaign in all three Rock Band games on every instrument on expert, and, with, <laughs> and I had a thousand DLC songs. So you uh, clock up hours quickly playing your own library. I'm one of those unfortunate individuals that had friends that would occasionally play Rock Band, and we would be able to do so at their houses, but we never got one of our own, and I was always very sad because mm. I really enjoyed it. It was just one of those really cool party games. What bummed me yeah. out is Rock Band 4 came out, and I tried playing it again, right. and my fingers uh, next question, hurt I guess? immediately, because <laughs> I hadn't touched it in so long that my yeah. like, trying to play the guitar, like my fingers would actually cause pain on trying, just trying to fret. Yeah. Uh, Bird, how can you be so sexy yep. without pulling a muscle? But that just came in about a second ago. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> uh, I have to stretch every See, day. Where was it? 
The the the, the key secret yes. to Lady healthy sexiness is the stretch. <laughs> this was Andrew's qu- Andrew's question: Is what are you looking Thanks. forward to more? The American-made Ghost in the Shell live action, or the Japanese-made Full Metal Alchemist live action? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> have we talked about the, full, the Ghost in the Shell trailer at all? No, nope, we haven't. We, well, we we have was, talked about Ghost in the Shell to? and. Wait, wait, what? Babies. Yeah, she. So, when did that come up? I've so, only seen the so small teasers. Here's, here's the thing about no, you flips. saw it. You just weren't paying attention. Uh. Um, so the thing about the thing about it is, it kind of feels like a uh, a cheap excuse to put Scarlett Johansson in a like in another nude skin, skin suit, suit oh, but okay. like you know, kind of the like robot yeah, censored nude, nude mm-hmm. skin suit which is really weird yeah there's a whole bunch of scenes uh, where the character is just genuinely naked in the original yeah. movie and this one she's going to be in a weird like skin color tights thing yeah because yeah it's supposed to be because you know it's going to be pg-13 yeah, i'm looking at it right now it's <laughs> yeah really weird and the first I, the original movie was yeah. definitely not <laughs> like i i feel like anime almost never translates over to live action well I, unfortunately, when it comes to works by Shiro Masamune, I've only read and seen most of the Appleseed content, not Ghost in the Shell, so. Uh, so Ghost in the Shell is quite good, but. So the, the thing about Ghost in the Shell is that I would, I used to yeah, catch episodes on Adult Swim of Standalone Complex, so mm-hmm. I thought of it as this, like, weird, like, almost like spy thriller uh-huh. futuristic thing where people have USB ports in their necks, basically. But, but isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's what I saw. And then when I found the original stuff, I was like, I missed So what was, what was really weird, yeah, is I, I sat down with, uh, with <laughs> Joe and Andrew and a few other people, and, and we, watched, we watched the original Ghost in the Shell, and the surprise for me, based on the show, was that watching the movie felt like watching an episode of Black Mirror, which is that it goes really mm-hmm. heavy into this really, really, really specific yeah. sci-fi con- concept, and then goes for a really specific scenario in that concept, and then just ends. And... The uh-huh. movie that's yep. with Scarlett Johansson, the trailer shows scenes from the anime that I watched, the the movie, yeah. down to like watching her like take down somebody in a weird pool of water next to a weird rundown city area and stuff like that. Like all that stuff. It's like, wow, that's I know that scene from the movie. So that, they seem to be kind yeah. of remaking that. The problem is uh, uh-huh. in the entirety of the anime movie, at no point does anyone really question the premise of their universe. Like, it's just mm-hmm. people everywhere are cyborg people, and it's just their Except society. Well, yeah. It's very much Black Mirror, where it's just, the show itself is just accepting its own premise and moving forward. But the oh, movie... Oh, right, like the people it, the, the, bicycles. The, the, the oh. movie coming out now is like, it's like, I don't know, you made me this way, and I've always been different, and I, I don't know how to find my way in my life, and how do I fit in with society? And I'm like, what is this dialogue? None of this fits this. with what I know about what you're basing this on. What is going on? So, in other words, they're making her exclusive um, They made the her norm. the protagonist of yeah. every young adult dystopian uh, movie. Yeah, it, oh, yeah no. so... She's Katniss. In, She's oh, in no. Divergent. She is. I mean, it so makes perfect sense in, to do in, that. But, uh, oh, no. In the actual, like, Ghost in the Shell, she was just in an accident when she was younger. I don't even remember what it was. I but effectively, they did make a comment where she was probably one of the the one of the individuals that had been in a cyber. Well, yeah, body she had. Longest. So, uh, specifically uh, yeah. within Ghost in the Shell, they wouldn't give you a, a full prosthetic body unless you really needed it uh, for one reason or another. Specifically, uh, military cyborgs or, like, 
grievous injuries or disease. So she specifically was in like this terrible car crash uh-huh. when she was younger, I believe. And a uh, one of the like pioneers for for full prosthesis was there and was just like, all right, this kid's mine. And then runs <laughs> off with her and more or less turns her into a, a cyborg. I mean, I, I'm making it kind of jokey here, but like mm-hmm. reality is uh, this guy turns her into... And they tied her up and put her on train That's tracks. That's basically it, yeah. Yeah, turns her into a cyborg and um, and then she just lives that way for the rest of her life. And she had to do like a bunch of uh, pseudo shitty jobs for a while. Um, because, uh, there, the new, uh, Ghost in the Shell animated series kind of gets into it because she pretty much can't afford her own body. Mm, uh, she's so she, paying it off. yeah, so she more or less, uh, got sold uh-huh. into being military, uh, ish, which is like kind of super shitty and not great, but whatever. She's also like, you know, an expert hand-to-hand fighter and whatever. But, um, so everybody in the universe has prosthetic bodies pretty much. And uh, it's like constantly like this. It's so, this really nice cyberpunk like uh, crime show. It, parts are full. It, they did both. Uh, like the first episode, I think, is about this uh, politician, more or less, who has a full prosthetic body, who enjoys putting his uh, his cyber brain into geishas, and then a terrorist organization comes in and kidnaps his brain, and then puts you know one of their brains into his yeah. body and. Is, and is trying to get out of the country with it. And then they find out and they're like, you know, they catch him in the airport and it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked that because I thought it was an interesting, like, you know, how Keith likes Black Mirror. I thought it was an interesting, like, you know, crime drama without, you know, succumbing to the same, like, bullshit that and most it, other ones do. It does remind me of Blade Runner with replicants. Oh, yeah. And the like, because it just has that, that investigative uh-huh. nori feel to it and there's some other like plot stuff that they get into get into whereas yep. the scarlett johansson movie it's just like Probably yeah gonna be jensen style action i didn't ask for this five more divergent here yeah. <laughs> we're more different uh, than ever before we invented new levels of super sane differentness the interesting thing about Appleseed... Uh, I'm not joking, by the way. That's also, the plot of Divergent, like, part four or whatever, is they get yeah. more divergent I haven't least seen the first <laughs> Divergent, I think. It's sludge. Man, it's like Die <laughs> it's, it's script sludge. It's garbage. It's all the basic concepts of what's popular dilu- diluted into an actual script. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. with Appleseed, the interesting thing was uh, it was after Shell. World War III. and. Shell. But they on topic. No, but this, this pertains to Ghost in the Shell. It's about yeah. the same author, and this is just another facet of the universe that he likes to create. But in that one, there were actually wars between the cyborgs and the humans, and then there were actually genetically modified humans that were considered somewhat like replicants, but they had very limited lifespans and would have to regenerate and everything. Yeah, so that was interesting because they had three different sort of variations of humanity. I, I will say that if some if anyone likes the original Ghost in the Shell, they'll probably like uh, Black Mirror. And if you and if you <laughs> like Black Mirror, you should definitely find the original Ghost in the Shell movie because it's like mm-hmm. a lost animated episode yeah. of it. Yeah, it fits yeah. so nicely together. I, that's 
a pretty accurate yeah. summation. I need to watch more Black Mirror. I watched about 20 minutes, and then I was <laughs> yeah. like, Keith, I'm already Show, depressed. It always makes me right depressed at the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so sad. I, I have to say, actually, God Keith, I'm kind Black of annoyed at you heavy. for introducing Shell to it, because... <laughs> I started having existential <laughs> No, crisis. she's watching it while I'm streaming. And... and so, you know, I finished streaming after, a, you know, a long day, like six, eight hours of stream, and I'm tired. And uh-huh. Shell's like, and then no, Shell's no, like, Shell's like, like sad I watched this future. interesting episode, and it was so unhappy. And then I'm like, Shell, I really just don't want to hear, start, like, ha- unhappy things thing right now. Him. So she she <laughs> summates, she summated the entire series for me after I've said no repeatedly and put headphones in. <laughs> You could always watch the one not depressing episode. Uh, San Junipero. Yeah, that's the one I just mentioned. That was yeah, that, the only the one that episode. had a positive ending. Because <laughs> that episode is just a drama that takes place in this in the situation of a sci-fi concept, where all the other ones are like, "Here's how the sci-fi concept ruins everything." The end. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I, it was uh, Dallas Bryce Howard in that one, right? I don't know. Uh, the just, one where just, you give ratings to everyone? That's she Nosedive. A, huh? Nosedive yeah. is the ratings one. Right, right. She she was in uh, Lady in the Water by M. Night Shyamalan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the guy that runs Khan Academy, right? Huh? Yes. I don't know who mm-hmm. that is, actually. Okay. Oh. Salmon Khan. <laughs> so the thing about Black okay. Mirror is that like it's when you go through More it questions? because it's a bit older, it's shocking to see who the casts of some of it are. Mm-hmm. Like uh what is it? Yeah. Black Mirror episode Be Right Back from season two, I think. It has Dom it has Domino Gleason and Hay- and uh Haley Atwell. So, in other words, it has uh, Agent Carter uh-huh. from from Avengers and every and uh, I mean from Captain America and everything, and it has yeah. the evil guy from Star the new Star Wars and the ma- main character of X of X Machina and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw her in that. I, I didn't, I didn't recognize the guy though. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah that guy I was he was the, the he was like the Nazi leader looking guy from uh, the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. He was the main character of Ex Machina. He was the main character's friend yeah. in, in The Revenant, and he was one of the uh, Harry Potter uh, Weasley brothers in a uh, in the Harry Potter series. It's I like, actually but, recognized a couple actors from oh, what was it from Downton Abbey? Oh, which there are a lot of Downton Abbey actors. The uh, Donald. Donald that's Weasley? not a real name, is it? No. I'm like, I, no. he, uh, Percy. I'm like, that's not. That's a, there's Bill. There's George. Dolph there's. Weasley. I think it was Percy, if I remember right. Fred, You'll probably Percy, think of Ron Fred, because his full Ron name would be Yeah, I think that's all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Fred and George were the twins. Dongle, the older ones Dongle were Weasley. Bill and Percy. Younger one was was Ginny. I think that's all of them. I think. Why are you making me do this? My brain. <laughs> and if we're getting Harry Weasley. Harry Weasley. Oh. <laughs> and Ron like Potter. A, oh, no. Now, <laughs> that sounds so wrong. It now, my Ron brain Potter a little sounds bit. like a uh, a desk worker. <laughs> All right, here's an now, old question. You... Oh, okay. Uh, who, who got you into gaming? What dragged you? For, what first dragged you yeah. in? My dad. 
shareware. My dad. I guess my older brother. I think brother. my mom yeah. bought a Nintendo that came with yeah. the Mario Duck Hunt cartridge as babysitting. <laughs> Mario Duck Hunt? Uh-huh. Is yeah, that even... Yeah, the yeah, first Mario was, game was, was packaged with, with Duck Hunt. They... And it was a double game cartridge. Yeah. Literally on the same cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, could, you would switch to the main I menu. I see. I was just imagining I Mario wielding a rifle, killing No, no. It's ducks. like when you go to the arcade and the arcade <laughs> cabinet has like 10 games oh, in it. It was one God. of those. So you just spawned uh, a new no. I'm sure no one needed idea. to be given that idea. <laughs> I'm sure someone had the idea. What if Mario Dark Hunt was one game? Like we've had like uh, we've had like thirty years to come up with that idea. If, I think someone did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, so what was tragic was that my first my that was my first game and the second game that came with it was Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my first video games ever. Oh, so you played like? Well, that explains the, your yeah, you played, like, that explains your love for. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've only ever played Dark the Souls. first level of Ninja Gaiden. Because <laughs> I've never played as an adult, but that's what I had back then. Okay, so those yeah. were your first games. What are Bird's first games? Duck Hunt. Was it, was it just Duck Hunt? Um, what do I remember? Chuck Rock, Sega Genesis, uh, Sonic... Um, what was it? Uh, Bumsy the Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's the st- what's the story it's of like, like how you acquired the system though? Because Keith got his from his mom. I don't know. Uh, as far as I know, one day I woke up and I was in preschool <laughs> and I had a family and I, I uh, apparently like this was all normal to me and I was so cool with it. Your parents already had the game, had game console before you. Okay. It's yep. one of those questions yeah. that's How hard to get a good answer to because it's just like, when did you start playing video games? They happened uh... at us. He's four years older than me. Yeah, I was like, like literally, as far as I can tell, one day I just woke <laughs> up and I was five. <laughs> I think my oldest memory is from when I was three, two or three. And I was just like, my parents were like, are you ready to go to preschool today? And I was like, of course I am because that's reality even though i've never been conscious of it before <laughs> this exact moment but i still remember that day because i remember being like today feels really weird and i don't know why mm-hmm. next question oh well we haven't answered ours what was your first game chairware already said that i thought oh, you said duck okay. hunt you lied to no, us Oh, that was bird yeah. he was giving an answer for bird even though it oh. wasn't real I didn't. Uh, Everything you say is lies, Wander. Stop it. Stop lying to all your friends. We like each other. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) my father had an Atari from, I believe it was the Sears variety. It's interesting, but it was still an official Atari system. And uh, we had Space Invaders, Asteroids, Missile Command, and. Yeah, those are oh, those are the geez. ones that I played. I don't. Rec- oh, Target Fun. Target Fun was the one that my brother and I could play together, uh, for the most part. So that was just, I-, I suppose, the closest thing you could get to uh, Duck Hunt because you literally had these two little pegs on the sides, and you could only move them diagonally up and down. They were fixed in place, and uh, you would shoot airplanes boats actually there was a level that was really fun uh one of you was an airplane and the other one was a boat 
So we would fight over who got to be the plane and who got to be the boat. Whoa. And you'd be flying in different directions. And you had to time when you shot your uh, torpedo. And then you grew up to be other kin. Because. (laughs) Uh (laughs) What? Because Boat cannon, uh, plane cannon oh, on DeviantArt. Yeah. Because they would travel with you. The I don't know how they traveled, but uh, the missiles would also slide along the screen at about the same rate that your uh, that your guy did, and the, you could speed up and slow down. And it was funny because you could just bypass each other, and you could fire incessantly, and everything would miss until uh, one person haphazardly got two ahead and you would you would appear on one side of the screen and then loop back so uh really old school but then we got a nintendo 64 and a game boy and they're bundled together that's how i got pokemon blue and legend of zelda and all that stuff sorry I, I hear, I see you visibly sighing. Oh no, I'm just, just breathing. I'm just breathing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm always worried that someone's going to be like, "Shut up, shall." Shut it's up. When you that get wasn't off your topic, story. That's that the was problem. that was just the weight of the holiday well, season. It's going to be somebody. It's going to be. And all of its uh, releases. Today has <laughs> been a long day. <laughs> Actually, there is one other game that came out that we didn't talk about. I don't know. Maze? Do you want to talk about Maze? Yeah. I don't want to talk about Maze. Okay. Like I, I, I want to talk about it, but not talk about anything that happens in it. <laughs> yeah, because nobody I, should. This is not the place where anyone should find out what the contents of Maze's story are, because <laughs> that's something to experience on its own. <laughs> yeah, that that is a that ride. Game, that game is a ride. Uh, hated the motion blur, but the rest of it was actually like, I thought I was gonna kind of hate it, but I was like, whatever, I'll get into it. It was good. So by the time the I finished was... Maze, I recommended I recommended people check out Zenith in the context of it being a weird game that like they're both games where the basic gameplay kind of fails, but it's so heightened by oh, yeah. its there... presentation <laughs> or story ends. elements. I mean the gameplay was just classic like uh adventure game, just find the thing to progress, go from it's there. It's not even <laughs> real adventure game stuff though, like it's not like you don't th- you don't like Think about the contents of your inventory and think about where would I use that. It's all like, oh, no, go find it, the glowy box to click it. on the glowy box with the glowy box. I, I didn't. Like I guess I'm okay with that. Stuff. I grew up with King's Quest and I hated King's Quest. Yeah, but it's like, just, the difference here is that this version yeah. that Maze presents is not problem solving. No, it's just run around and click on glowy things until the, the next thing happens. Like mm-hmm. at one point, you have to. You have a bent thing, so you have to make it not bent. But to make it not bent, you have to take it to a very, very specific desk in a specific part right. of the world to do so. Because saying, nothing I, works in ways that make sense. <laughs> I was just saying right then, there. Hey, we have a hammer. Why don't we? God, why don't we hammer like it straight? <laughs> but no, you need the, the flat surface for it. Yeah, but it's a game mm-hmm. that starts off. It starts off with a very tiny glimpse of something being weird. St- stays relatively basic for almost an hour. And then continues ramping upwards in weirdness until it just starts. It starts looking like a a graph of a limit where it just escalates exponentially, <laughs> and then it and up until the ending. And you're like, and then by the end, you're like, I, we're here now. This has this is happening. What an Spoilers, experience! <laughs> but but the the fact that they did they I, actually I would say make don't. their own I would song? say don't. I would say don't spoils. Okay, fine. The song. Yes. I, I would just say just don't. <laughs> it's okay. fine. 
I remember playing King's Quest as a kid <laughs> and getting scared. What, what happened to King's like Quest? Because everything's like purple and blue in those games and adorable and bright. I was walking in the woods and I ran into a snake <laughs> and died. I think I saw that. Was that the, was that the one with the, uh, the John Tron reviewed? Uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah, it was the one with the, the, one. With the owl. Yep. That, like, never shut there, the game. Yeah, there's the one always where you're playing, as, you're playing as King Graham and you walk into any corner and just instantly get killed by something and the narrator's glib about it. Yeah, I played <laughs> that and be, it because everything was dangerous. Dude, this is oh, ridiculous. Wait, so would the narrator come forth and I, be uh, like, and so the king perished? Yeah, the owl would stone. be like, yeah, the narrator would just be like, and so Graham's quest came to a tragic yep, end. In the, in the Space <laughs> Quest and King's fight. Quest games, he always there was a narrated. Uh, like one liner that was being like all snippy about the way you died, and if it was for oh. every single possible way of dying. Yep. Oh. That's actually and probably my. Uh-huh. That's probably my favorite uh, Game Grump series I've ever seen. The aspect of the game, I, I, like you'll uh, die. In I the never desert. played them. Like you need a drink, Graham, and stuff like that. Yeah. One time when I was really young. I was making shadow okay, puppets. This is that scary. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> no, 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 I was making shadow puppets of like monsters, and I was like six, and then I actually made one that was too you scary. Did, you didn't have object permanence. You I forgot about your own hands. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> one time, I was playing Warcraft two, or no, my friend was playing Warcraft two. And uh, the two armies started fighting, and I got scared and hid behind a, oh my uh, God. a chair. You're you were a snowflake. You were a precious little snowflake. <laughs> yeah, sure. Now I'm a tough <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Anonymous asks, "What was the first YouTube channel you ever subscribed to?" I don't think I've subscribed to a single YouTube channel. Uh, I just I just Google it. I probably Google should subscribe, but at it. the same time, I don't have a channel I think or it was Radical Retcon for me he's a nice guy that yeah. was the first time you ever subscribed <laughs> really? to a YouTube channel yeah yep That's I like didn't have a YouTube account be- before that weird yep so this basically only applies to me practically yeah. as far as like any real history happening yep uh, for me I was a 16 year old and I was subscribed to SMP Films aka Mr. Safety because he had a video of a guy that mm. like they had like a some sort of nasty rabbit mask, and they were running into people's houses with it. Okay. And it was just really, really old prank video okay. stuff. Donnie Darko. And then, of course, Red Rift Blue. Yeah. And that's the mm. one I'm still subscribed to. <laughs> oh, I watched I re- watched Red versus Blue on the Rooster Teeth site before oh, YouTube, and then I was, forgot about it. It was horrible to do that though, because you had to download them. Oh yeah, manually. it was awful. Yet, yet, I hated yet, everything oh, about that. The Rooster Teeth website yeesh. taught me all about quick There used time to be a player. time when we didn't stream video. <laughs> Wait, oh, people had damn. to... Oh. You, you had to go to someone's yeah, website before streaming. and download the video, and they, ha- they had to, they had to pay for the, the bandwidth MOV to have the website run well enough to even download the file. And it would be like a 240p like download yep. of a... MOV, you had to run in QuickTime Player and stuff like that. Like it was a, it was an ordeal to watch I w- funny I videos back happened, then. I wonder whatever happened to this one guy. But um, my friends and I were obsessed with Lord of the Rings in middle school, and there was this one guy. 
something mystic something frog i forget what mm. his studio name was but he made Amaz- the one ring Annoying to rule frog? them all. Oh, crazy huh? frog? Crazy frog. No, 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 not crazy frog. Uh, it was I something know. else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he made these a series of animated films, probably something akin to Flash, and it was the one ring to rule them all. And it was just about Sauron and his misadventures mm. while you know Frodo and Sam and everyone else was doing their thing. He would just order a bunch of goblins around and uh, get foiled every single time. It was It was hilarious, but... I wonder what he's done since then. Have to look back at that. He did a number of other videos, like uh, Final Fantasy and a number of other things. Ah, oh, the Chocobo song just gets stuck in your head. I have another chat question now, which is, uh, can you still make the <laughs> game? All right. I can. I, I think can. it's Legendary Frog. So uh, what you want to do... All right. It's a very elaborate one. So... To do this, uh, first step is to hold your hand uh, parallel to the ground. So, like, your elbow and, like, Mm -hmm. forearm is parallel to the ground. Then make your thumb come down so you form a mouth. Like a bird beak. That's the shadow puppet. That's not a shadow puppet. That's just a hand folding. (laughs) So I was just doing this over and over again. And then I had a second one, and I made the shadow of one of them eat the shadow of the other, and that was a bridge That's way too, too much, far man. from my mind. I think one of mine was always, you would cross your middle finger over your index finger on the one hand, you would uh, bring up your other fingers to make horns, your thumb would be the lower part of the mouth, and if you really wanted to add teeth or tentacles... You'd bring your other hand as the lower jaw and wriggle them. Yes. Oh, yeah, the little bird thing that people did in middle school. I remember that. But more monstrous. We're talking about shadow anyway, puppets now. This next question. Weird turn. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been going for two hours and ten minutes. We might want to actually consider putting, <laughs> oh, geez. putting the, the end on this podcast. Yeah. Before Aww. we start talking it's about f- porridge recipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got bored of the game that I'm just playing in the background we've been going so long well if you want to be bored by long future podcasts wow. but want to have your questions <laughs> asking them go to fournerds.tumblr.com slash ask which is currently our receptacle for podcast questions it should be on the yes. screen also yes. if I edit incorrectly <laughs> and uh, that's well, where these questions are coming from even the ones I delete <laughs> I no, you save the yeah. worst. You save the worst. <laughs> I can't save them. I don't want to keep them. For for episode <laughs> fifty, we'll do we'll do a lightning round of the shittiest questions. If we make it to episode fifty, <laughs> I mean, this is what episode eleven. This we is just what, got episode what, ten. We're good there. This. Oh, oh yeah. this is episode eleven. We I yeah. just haven't gotten the files yet for ten, so I haven't made it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I I I synced up up episode 10. See you guys next time. Yeah. (laughs)